Blog Talk Radio. And good evening to all of you out there in Radio Land. You're listening to the Cricket Show. You can call us 1515-605-9850. The number again is 1515-605-9850. We have a great show lined up for you. And I hope you will be with us for the entire three hours. But before I do so, let me just introduce our panelist, Murchie Nisbet, all the way from New York. I think she was in New York when last I spoke, but we also have Dennis Heath. Good evening to you, ladies and gentlemen. You know, the folks will want to hear your voice, so please, Murchie, tell your fans hello. <laughs> good evening to each and every one of you, also the panelists. Have a good show tonight. You know you're having a good show for us tonight, so I'm just ready and here waiting. Seven Sunday evening to all, and I hope you had a wonderful Sunday. Thank you for that wonderful voice. Dennis, it's time oh. for you to tell oh. your fans and well wishes how much you, how well you're doing over there in the sunny, sunshine state, is it? Or is it? Otherwise, earthquake. The, the Golden State, Leon. Good golden afternoon. State. Hello, <laughs> Hello to Murchis. There. Um, Hi. Out here. Thank you. We have a bright, sunny afternoon, clear blue sky. It's 58 degrees uh, temperature out there. And I'd like to say hello to all the, the listeners, wherever they may be. This is the Cricket Show, so... You can join us at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the cricket show 
or you can send us an email at thecricketshow at comcast.net. Remember, 1515-605-9850. Welcome once again, and we are happy that you're able to join us. And please don't be a stranger. Give us a call. We'd be happy to hear from you. Back to you, Liam. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction from you both. Uh, let me begin by offering, asking God's presence into the house. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this evening. We thank you once again for your allowing us an opportunity to host another show. We pray you let it go on without any interruptions, Lord. We trust that you will just hold the ones who are making it possible, uh, help them to continue to contribute, whether morally or otherwise, financially as well. We are grateful for all the help that we have gotten over the past 12 years and pray you'll just continue to bless us and keep us safe enough to have another show each and every week. We are grateful for your consistently touching the lives of the, the ones who are not able to be with us, namely Dr. Leroy Lashley and his daughter Lisa Dipika Patel, the wife of Mr. Jatin Patel, healing from that accident, and of course, Bobsy and Murchis Nisbet over there in New York. Everett Carter, who is was once a panelist on another show with us. Oliver Solomon, he too has been stricken with bad injury. Ralston Otto, former cricketer in Antigua, Lord, we just want you to touch their lives and their bodies, Lord. El Comito Willett, still under the men, Fillmore and, and his sister, Mita Hallpike, Earl Stevens, Wentworth, Gorbrell, Duane, and Telbert Francis, all relatives of mine, and Bernice Brown, Lord, and all the others who have not expressed their concerns, Lord. We just pray for them. We just heal them from the bottom of their feet to the top of their heads, Lord. Continue to bless us and bless the ones who may be coming on later, or either will be, of course, and of course, um, Audley, Simon, Jatin and Jatsna and others, Lord. We pray for them and hope that they are safe wherever they may be. And trust that you'll make this show be one to be remembered. All these we ask in your name. Amen. 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 Well, Dennis and Matthias, we have quite a bit to cover today. Time permitting, we'll go through some of what we intend to cover today. But we're going to start off with a brief outline of what I have compiled a little later on, and Dennis will give you his input with what he has in store for you as well. Well, the West Indies Cricket Board, they have appointed a commission to look into the failure of the West Indies during that fatal, I say fatal, but that awful uh, performance by the West Indies team in the World Cup. They came out with the report and they have made several, I think it was 34 recommendations. We can't go through them all tonight, but we'll hopefully we'll go through some of them and see how best we can see how we agree or disagree with what the commission has, has um, outlined for us. We had an article by Roderick Leal, and we were so happy to have gotten him online with us and we spoke with him at length and we just want to go over some of the things that he wrote in this very eye-opening cricket article. Roderick Leal, he is a great cricket correspondent. 
And the big news out of the Caribbean is that the West Indies Test Squad is named to tour uh, Zimbabwe. They'll play some two test matches. And uh, we have the squad. We can give you them now. Craig Bradford, the captain. Jermaine Blackwood, vice-captain. Nkuma Bonner. Tangerine Shandipal. Rust and Chase. Joshua Da Silva. Shannon Gabriel. Jason Holder, Azari Joseph, Kyle Mears, and Guda Kest Muti, Raymond Rifa, Kima Roach, Devon Thomas, and Jumel Warrior. These are the, the ones that were selected. We'll be going into them and we'll tell you what we think about this one. The ICC on the 19th. T20 World Cup is underway, and I must say the West Indies ladies have lost their first match. Um, hopefully, they uh, will tell you all the winners and all the losers in the various groups, Group A, Group B, Group C. And, yes, they'll tell you the, the dates of the other pictures, time permitting, and all the other information that we can provide. We have news on the South Africa 20, and we'll know for sure Pretoria um, Carolina Carolita, they're on top we'll give you the standings in profit. We also have news about the Bangladesh Premier League 2023 and also the International League ITO IT20 that is being played in Abu Dhabi over there in the Arab deserts and we will be telling you who are leading there as well. Western East women uh, on tour in the Tri-Nation series with South Africa and it, South Africa and India women. And we'll tell you how they're faring there as well. And Ireland, on a tour of Zimbabwe, they will play three ODIs, three test matches, January 12th. To January 23rd, we'll give you the dates, the matches that have been played, and those are to come a little later in the show. Also, the New Zealand, they will be touring India and tell you how they, they have fared in that series so far. And we're bringing up to date with all the matches that have been played. Time permitting. We'll talk a little bit tonight also about the PSL, the Pakistan upcoming T20, um, 2023 and it's set to kick off February the 13th and a big, big paid day, big day for the women's IPL as technical bids have begun and lots of things are happening there. We'll tell you what we know about what is going on over there. And other news, we have the full line of cricket that have been played the year and beyond and we'll give you as much information as possible. Just want to tell our listeners that Audley is running a little late due to his call so he will be running a little late and we'll hear from Jatin a little late as well and Judge Simon and all the other panelists so just bear with us as we bring you some news from Dennis. He has some further information that he wants to share with us. Dennis, over to you. Thank you, Leon. I want to uh, thank you for that 
outline, you know, added to that, of course, just a, a little bit, I might add that, that the report from the uh, review panel that was together to uh, investigate, they've come out with their recommendations and reports, and there is quite a substantive uh, set of recommendations, albeit recommendations which I think we've heard many times before, but we, we'll go into that in some detail later on. We will uh, look a little bit at the uh, CWI test squad, and Leon mentioned the name, so we'll look into it and take it apart to see who should and shouldn't be there, in our opinion. And the Women's World Cup warm-up fixtures are underway. West Indies ladies' senior team struggling somewhat, as are the uh, senior, the junior team having made it through the qualifying stages now, at the super stage, they are suddenly hit a roadblock. But uh, there's a little time for them to pull things back. The, we have scores and results from the Big Bash League, Super Smash, the Ranji Trophy, the South African T20 women and Australia, Pakistan women and Australia women, and Zimbabwe will be playing Ireland out there on another series. I'm not sure that we're going to go into much of these yet until we have the rest of our panel have joined us. But uh, let us look somewhat... But before we go there, though, Dennis, did you have the support staff that is accompanying the team to Zimbabwe? I did have it, but no. I can't the, recall the, it. The men, the men, the men's team. The men's team going to Zimbabwe and the support staff, meaning the assistant coach and the batting coach. Do you uh, have that? Yes. Yes. Why, why don't you give all listeners that? Because I fail to. Yeah. Just give me one second, yeah. and I will. Yeah, but that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yes, as you know, the West team is going to be touring. For you. Two test matches. We are trying to just locate the support staff for that. I think I saw Kenny Benjamin's name was included. And also in Antigua, the T10 tournament is won by Empire. I'm just trying to pull up some scores about Empire. Congratulations to Empire. Uh, they play at oh. King George, the fifth grounds boundary in Antigua. Is where I started most of my, I played most of my cricket when I was young, before moving out to play for St. John. So, Empire, congratulations. The great Hilson Philip and his brother Warner. I don't remember the first name, but have you gotten it, Dennis, so we can uh, keep still searching for still searching for it, Liam. I know I, I, came, I did come across it, but did not think it was... Uh, Something that I needed to hold on yeah. to at the time. So I'll take out that. Okay. I take two. Just to just run down some okay. of the facts. I think yes. I think I. Yes. Why don't you give the um, the team manager will be Raul Lewis. Andre Coley is the head coach, interim head coach. Rayon Griffith, the assistant coach. 
Kenny Benjamin will be the bowling coach. Ronald Rogers, strength and conditioning. Dr. Dennis Byam, the physio. Avanish Sitaram, the analyst. And of course, Dario Bartley is the media officer on this tour, which uh, I think as Leon pointed out, is uh, likely to commence uh, January 28th to the 30th, the first warm-up match uh, against Zimbabwe, followed by the first test match, February the 4th to the 8th, and the second test match on February 12th to the 6th. Okay. Uh, that's the information for you, Leon. Yes, indeed. Okay. Shall we wait for Audley, or do we go along with the, the, the birthday well, anniversary? He, no, I think he, he, we're coming in, so we can wait for him. Okay. We may just have to defer the time that uh, we and let's, that. And let's do some filler then. We'll do some filler because that article by Rod Leal. Rod Leal. Roderick is your friend. Okay, Dennis, you may want to just start off the conversation with him, that article, until we come to the, top of the, the bottom of the hour and see if we are able to connect with in essence, what is he saying with that article? Is he saying, well, this is long ago, but it's still relevant today. He's saying that they're, they're well, making a lot of T20, right? Yes, and uh, Rod, Rod seems to think that uh, there is a, uh, what he calls troubling times as far as the T20 is concerned, and uh, he has expressed an opinion that uh, the owners of these new franchises are taking advantage of the uh, international cricket as we know it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as he said, driven by the success of the IPL and the insatiable appetite of the IPL franchise bosses, uh, uh, they've consumed half the playing year and only three months remaining. Uh, Rod would like to see the ICC get more stringent with the franchise owners and uh, some markers. He says if the ICC had spine at all, it would call out the system instead of carving in or caving in to the demand for a larger window from the franchise folks. Um, Of course, he pointed out that the laws of the marketplace will win out all and that global corporatism is now reflected in the cricket world and allowing that to contract into the sporting equivalent as he sees it of a Ponzi scheme. Now, that was a strong language from uh, uh, Rod. And we did have a very nice discussion, a lengthy discussion, covering most of these points and then some. And this is available on our, the Cricket Show's Cricket website, not website, but uh, Cricket YouTube channel as a video uh, presentation. So those who are interested uh, can go to the YouTube and search for the Cricket Show, and you will be able to uh, see the Rodley All interview. And the title of the interview is, Is Cricket... Is this the end for cricket? Is the end for cricket is nigh? 
that that is the title somewhat or words to that effect so we hope that uh, listeners who are interested can uh, stop by and uh, listen to the interview and maybe send us an email at some point and we'd be more than happy to um, respond to any questions or comments you think that we should have asked Rod or things that mm-hmm. you would like to suggest. Okay. Okay, I got an article today which I didn't really which I mean save, but um, I think it was about the upcoming Olympics that the ICC has tentatively agreed to allowing six teams to be in the, in the final. Did you see that article? I saw it, but I didn't make a, a note of it per se. But the gist of it is that come 2028, when the Olympics are being held in, in the U.S., that they'll allow teams, but going to be limited to six. How they'll do it, I did not read the gist of it, but uh, I just feel that when Jaden comes, he sends send that to me. If he comes, we'll ask him to give us a brief understanding of what it's all about. I don't know if you've got it, but it's, it's, it's there for all to see from um, ICC Quick Info. I um, hope that you can divulge it. Leon, I appeared. Hmm? I've lost my connection, so I will uh, just bear with me while I try to... Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my connection to you. Yeah, okay. I think I see you still here, though. You're still very much on my my lineup. I see Iva. I don't know if he's, he's in a position to speak, but his hands are very much down. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just going to take the liberty to to see one of the short-term recommendations of that they feel should be put into effect in the next 60 or 90 days, the first one, the very first one. And it deals with the director of cricket and the selectors should urgently identify a core squad of 30 to 35 players that are likely to form the nucleus of the 15 players that will eventually form the 2024 World Cup squad. So they, they are recommended that they have a core of 30 to 35 players from which the final 15 would be selected. It is extremely unlikely that some um, hitherto unknown players will burst onto the scene between now and 2024 and warrant selection. Therefore, barring injuries, both CWI and the players are well aware as to the likely composition of the 2024 World Cup squad. So are you back with us, um, Dennis? Yes. Yes. So that is the very very first recommendation that is put out, the director of cricket as well as the selectors, they should identify some 30 35 players between the next 30, 60 to 90 days, you know, and have them earmark to from which the final 15 players will be selected. Is there anything wrong with that? Anything is wrong with that? Is it? 
something that is no, no, that absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that, Leon. Um, the thing about it is that, unfortunately, as I see it, those are the recommendations that we have heard much about over the past two years, three years. We've been watching the West Indies cricket floundering, you know, and the fact of the matter is, with um, my comment on, on the report, is that what I expected to hear from the committee was an explanation of whatever event. Let me just go back. So why don't we deal with this one? Because I, I guess that may just come up in a later one, right? Because this first um, recommendation is dealing with the 30 to 35 players. Do you agree with that? And, and for them to have that, but would this also involve players who are contracted with the IPL in the various franchise? And not knowing whether that... Well, identifying the players is something that is a must. It's a given mm-hmm. and it's taken and it's nothing new. We all understand that in order for us to be able to select a squad, yes, you must identify a group from which you will be able to select the, the, the final 15 or, or, or yes. so that's to be selected. And um, just selecting that squad is, just the beginning according to the recommendation. Obviously what they'd like to see is that a three-day re, uh, retreat is yeah, well, we, 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 We're going into that. You, 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 you're in agreement with us. You know, more questions there to be answered about this question, though, Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. If, in fact, they are down to 30-35 and these players who are engaged in the domestic T20s around the globe, they know ahead of time that it's important that they are in that squad and there is a likelihood of their being being um, selected. They should make them and they should indicate to the board at this point whether or not it, it's um, they are interested or they're not sick or they don't want to be involved. They should give the board some some kind of a understanding Well, listen, I am available. You have me in the squad. I'll make myself available because training is going to be involved, right? Training is going to be involved and they may know how to work around their, their contracts, won't they? And they should be... I, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. The players will know offhand, well, listen, we are included in the squad and there's a likelihood that I could be selected to go to the World Cup. And remember now, the World Cup is being held in the West Indies, you know. So yeah. all these factors uh, I, are I, involved. I, <laughs> go ahead. Go you, ahead. You, you mentioned, you mentioned the uh, contract issue. I believe I saw somewhere in that report, and I'm not sure if I'm imagining this or this is my thinking, but I saw somewhere that the, the contracts that are now being offered on an annual basis, the recommendation, one of the recommendations is that should be um, discarded completely. And a new format that is, instead of a annual contract, maybe more long-term format for contract be ter- formulated. Uh, but that's somewhere in the report. I'm not sure how far down it is because I, 
there just was not enough time given for us to be able to digest all the factors in that report in order well, to... Know, we're, not covering the whole, we're not going to cover the whole report tonight, but I'm just covering the, the first recommendation where 15 players will be required to be involved with preparation, which will yeah. eventually lead up to the final selection of 15 players. Now, if included in those 30, 35 players, we have players who are normally being selected in the IPL, the Pakistan Super League, but most of these leagues are dormant during World Cup time. But the preparation time is what I'm talking about. If they're going to make themselves available to be prepared with the rest of the team, because... You know, most often or not, you find players coming to the West Indies and they're not fit. You have no chance to be united with your other players. You know, sufficient time is not there to connect and you and get yourself in, in, in readiness for the, the big tournament. I thought what happened to us in, the, in last year was there was lack of preparation. We were not playing together, and then we, we didn't have much players available. So give me your thoughts about that. I don't know if you're seeing it the way I am, but I definitely feel that this, they say, should be 30 to 90 days. Should be put in defect 30 to 90 days. What are you feeling? Is that adequate time, or is it you know, asking too much? No, no, Leon, this 30 to 90 days, basically this is just a matter of getting the 35 together. They coach, they train together, and so on, until you can reduce the squad down to a manageable 15 or so where these guys can, um, you know, develop their skills further. And I think it's, it's certainly a good idea, and it's obviously the correct and proper thing to do. The question comes down to the amount of leeway that is going to be given to these players to make a decision about whether or not they want... I mean, these guys will go and play cricket in all the global leagues around the world, and then when it comes to the West Indies cricket, they, it's, an optional, it's an optional item for them. That is, they completely throw the West Indies out of the window and go elsewhere. So we need to have commitment. And these 35 players, which have been wheedled down to 15, should be committed to the West Indies. And each time they go out there, they're expected to bring their A game, so to speak. Right now, the players are given too much latitude, and there's a lot of reform and much discussion that needs to be taking place in order to facilitate the West Indies becoming a better and stronger team. I think we're joined by... I think we have been joined by Mr. Francis Virgil, that is. Good evening to you, Virgil. Yeah, good evening, Mr. Francis. Good evening to all the panelists and good evening to all the listeners all over the world. Okay, the elections are over and I'm sure you're content with the outcome. (laughs) (laughs) 
Dennis, I don't know if you knew when we were talking about Antigua had the, the, the election and the... Um, the yes, I, 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 yeah, I'm aware of that. Yeah, they retain, but with a majority. So just t- testing Virgil to see if he is he's happy with the outcome. But I know Iva is happy because he's not in sync with no needies. Right, Iva? Yes, yes. It's uh, mm-hmm. awfully happy. Yeah, the in- election okay, went on. We're talking about happy. Without any incident, as far as we know, so mm-hmm. we have to put it down as being free and fair. You know, it was a now victory for the incumbent. Nonetheless, mm-hmm. speaking of spoken, and they say the voice of the people is the voice of God. Indeed. Which you like saying fair fair when you buy it? Is he call it fair fair? You should have you should have well, there. Maybe you get a, maybe you lock and get a car too, or you get a couple thousand dollars. No, well, we we didn't know about that, though, Virgil. <laughs> well, oh, that, that, that part of it is is unfair, unless you mm-hmm. take it into the court and you contest. Once you concede an election, you're satisfied that um, yeah, everything went um, pretty much in accordance to the way how the, the wishes of the people. Mm-hmm. I have to put it that way. So I'm not putting faces on it, but I'm just looking at the results and the aftermath. So far. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard that. As opposed to in Nevis, we had um, an election on the 12th of December, and the opposition has filed two petitions against the the government. So mm-hmm. I can speak for Antigua in, in the manner in which I would have spoken. Yes, Until indeed. such time, I think I'll leave it that way. Yes. Gentlemen, what we were doing, right, the West Indies, the panel that was set up to investigate the failure of the West Indies team in the World Cup, they have put out their recommendation. And one of the very first recommendations that they put out is that they suggest that within 60 to 90 days that the selectors and the, the directors of the cricket West Indies should come up with a pool of, say, 30 to 35 players within the next 90 days, 30 to 90 days, and keep them in readiness for the upcoming 2024 World Cup. I don't know, you have any thoughts, uh, Virgil? You think it's a good idea? think it's not so good? And tell me, what are your objections? Do you have any? No, by passing for the one, because I didn't understand the question, and I wasn't listening at the same time. So No, well, I'm, I'm just reading the, the report that was being presented to the Western Cricket Board by the panel consisting of Brian Lara, the, um, the Justice, can't remember his name quite well, I'll tell you, Justice, uh, yeah, they came up with this report, and we, we were saying, well, we had a report after report after report, but nothing has been done, but these folks, uh, Patrick, Patterson, the Justice Patrick Patterson Jr., he was the chairman. Brian Lara was the member, and then Mickey Arthur was also a member. And they came up with this report, and one of which they had some 35 recommendations that they should get a pool of 35 players. Uh, 30, 35 players, and from which they'll 
having readiness to be prepared for the 2024 World Cup. Is because this pool has to be reduced to 15. So they're saying quite early, get 30 to 35 players in readiness. And they're saying also that there may be some new faces showing up and keep them in readiness. My question was whether or not the players from the outside franchise would be included or if they are giving them enough time to notify their, their teams. But I rec- recall that there was a window that was set up that no international tours are going to be, uh, um, be played in the West Indies during, during the... No, no not, that was the... Well, most... That, that, that should be so because most international matches would not be scheduled for the World Cup. So what are your thoughts? Leon, yes. Leon, you know, I went around Leon, the bush, but that's the... Yeah, yeah, I think, look, the recommendation says, Leon, convene retreat three days retreat with core squad of 30 to 35 to discuss their willingness and availability to participate in the 2024 World Cup. I think that's putting the cart before the horse, Leon. The West Indies should not be collecting these players and then saying to them, are you willing to play before, you know, are you going to be willing to play for us in the T20 World Cup? By accepting an invitation to go and train and with the West Indies, that should be taken for granted that they are willing to play for the West Indies. They are not willing to play for the West Indies. They should not be at the retreat. It is as simple and clear as that. So well, but for the let, me, let me read exactly what I have here. I don't know if you have something different because... That, no, I'm reading state. exactly what... Go ahead. Read it reading number exactly, one. Number one. Well, it says convene a retreat three days with the core squad of 30 to 35 to discuss their willingness and availability to participate in the 2024 World Cup. Well, they're saying here in my report that they're saying the directors of Cricket West Indies and the selectors should urgently identify a core of 30 to 35 players that are likely to form the nucleus of the 15 players that will eventually form the 2024 World Cup quad. It is in it is un, extremely unlikely that some hitherto unknown players will burst onto the scene between now and June 24th and the warrant selection. Therefore, barring injuries, both Cricket West Indies and the players are well aware as to the likely composition of the 2024 World Cup squad. I, I think that is clear to me. I don't know if you guys see it in a different. You, you're going to pick. Hey, you're going to pick. Well, let me hear you. Then I have you. You, you, you are coming in. I'll come on in if you. Yeah, go ahead. Go right ahead. I, I heard you say. Okay, West Indies. They've got to get their act together. First of all, they're concentrating on the 2024 World Cup. We're talking what? 
2020 cricket or ODIs? 2020. 2020. 2024. 2024. Is this, is this going to be 2020 or ODIs? No, the ODIs no, will be 20. No, Leon, it will be the, if they're talking about 2024, that's the T20 World Cup. No, the ODIs next. Go ahead. My understanding is, is the, the 50 over matches they're talking about, 24, remember? That played every two years. Every four years yeah. is the, is the is ODI. The, yeah, and when was the last one? Wait. ODI was played. And the other T20 World Cup is coming up later this year. Am yeah, I... So I, I think they're speaking about this. Is the ODI they're talking about? ODIs. Mm-hmm. And here's where I'm saying the only white ball cricket that we are playing in the West Indies is what? The 2020, right? The CP50. The CP20. That's the only. Yes. And then we know we have our ODI series coming up too in the West Indies. Okay, well, mm-hmm. they concentrate so much on the CPL that you even forget that ODI is being had. So they have to be clear. They're talking about 50, the 50 overs in the ODIs because mm-hmm. that's when I think the World Cup is going to come. Yeah. Most of these guys who are running, uh, you know, world trotters, they're going after 2020 cricket. Yeah. So in asking to identify these guys for the ODIs, I don't think they're really looking at the guys who are chasing 2020 cricket per se. No. So the recommendation, right, the recommendation is okay. But I believe that every West Indian who is actively playing, unless they would have sent in their resignation, and you should know from the franchises that they're either only here as a senior player, they have no interest in really representing the West Indies, but because of the territory, they would want that experience. So the, 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 um, the territory might pick an old guy. Let me use Gail. They might just pick Gale. They might pick a Pollard for their franchise. But those guys, well, Pollard, would have retired. So we are not asking them not to pick Pollard because he's not going to be valuable to the West Indies in terms of representing in 2024. But in terms of selecting and asking them to select, I think that should be a no-brainer. The guys who are participating and who are eligible should be available for West Indies cricket. And here's where the West Indies administration, the, 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 the cricket West Indies, should really get these guys on contract, those who they think are ready and willing to represent the West Indies, knowing that they'll be there, you know, for the beck and call. Because if you're going to have Daiko saying, I am not committed to the West Indies, but I'll go road trotting, but I'm only available, come World Cup time when there's no other cricket being played around the world. That does not bode well for building any kind of uh, a, a team for West Indies. Well, but, so I, I, understand, Iver, I, I quite agree with you what you're saying. But the point is, uh, my point is that they will be selecting their 20, 30 to 35 players. All right? They're going to be tell, announcing this. And if these guys who are playing T20... I'm not willing to play. They tell them, well, they're not available. But pick the, the squad and those who are left, man, 
and they can identify them as future players to be selected. We will include them in the squad. If those guys say no, they'll pick some other ones to replace them. That's how I'm looking at it. So that's why they are. I don't don't, don't, don't like the replacement replacement part. You have to want me in the onset. I don't want to be no feeling because you identified a few of the oldsters. And Mm -hmm. all because somebody went behind our back and offered them this big contract that dangled out in front of them. All of a sudden, they jumped ship. And they would leave me the commitment they made to me without any consequences. They've got to tie them into a contract. And if they break that contract, then there should be consequences. But if you just identify them and allow them to, to, to run off just before the World Cup, <laughs> and they can't participate in your tournaments, because here, this is the part they wanted to get it. Once you make a commitment that you're going to represent the West Indies, in the World Cup. We don't want you to just be available to show in the World Cup. We want you to be available for 2023, the matches that West Indies are playing, up until the World Cup, that you would form part of this one. Not that you you go global shopping, and then because the is saying, you say, remember I told you I was available. So now I haven't played with the team for the past year, year and a half, but I'm available now, so pick me now. No. They've got to have some clause in there. And the one part I want to put out from that too is when they're saying it is not likely that some youngster or some pretty unlikely some hitherto is unlikely. That is is utter rubbish. Players will burst. It's unlikely or it should be likely that some hitherto. They say it's unlikely when you read it. And I'm saying that's utter nonsense. Yeah. I think on, it's yeah, unlikely. Yeah, what, what do they mean by me. that? Come on. I mean, mm-hmm. if I'm, 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 you know me, horses for courses. If you're mm-hmm. on form and I'm sung in 2024, but you were woefully out of form this year, but you're not coming to your being, and for whatever reason, the venue we're going to be playing at might be suitable for you. You might be just off, off, off the boil now because you would have played in Australia. I, I, think, I, think, I think this is a, a typical. <laughs> Graphical error. Did you see it in your report to Dennis? Is the word is unlikely? Yeah, no, no. They said what they said, and I was correct. It is unlikely that some new big shot player will become available. No, 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 no. no, no. It's it's unknown players will burst onto the scene. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that is wrong, Leah. The, the, the yeah, this is wrong. Right. Yeah, the word is wrong. Right, it is a strike. Unlikely. It's unlikely. They say the word is unlikely. It should be likely. Yeah, but, yeah. but they, they, they ought to strike that out there because the guy who is on form at the time may be peaking, coming up to the thing. He may not have very well be in the 30 or 35. I'm saying you yeah. cannot blank it just 35 players now. And then some two or three guys who definitely in form now. A guy who is maybe... I, 17 years old now, I or 18 now. He may not have it, but given, given after you have selected the 35, this guy now is, is, is really unsung. You're telling me we're going to not pick him into the World Cup because he was not there in the original 30 or 35 players? No, 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 Ivor. I, I think you misunderstand that point. I think what they're saying is not that it's impossible, but at Given the way things are now, they don't think it is likely. But if it did come about, 
then they would be happy to see it. But they didn't say that. No, 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 no. They, no, no. they said they said they, select thirty to thirty-five now. So if that yeah. guy come after you would have selected you thirty or thirty-five, there is no room for him. They have to make a provision for him. If it is if 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 in the unlikelihood then let me use their words. If in mm-hmm. the unlikelihood yeah. that somebody burst on the scene, there should be a provision for him to get into that squad. Okay. Don't blank it mm-hmm. now. Don't blank it now in twenty twenty three. Uh in the next ninety days, thirty to ninety days, you select yeah. these guys. And come in the in the three months time, hundred and twenty days, Virgil now peak form and he's now wreaking havoc. And in January next year, February, Virgil is still unsung. Because he was not put into the 30-35 within the 90 days, Virgil does not have a chance in 2024. I'm saying I they don't need to that, revisit that, no, no. and come again. I think it, you're misinterpreting their intention there. I think they were being... Well, it should not be left up for interpretation then. Let me put it this way. It should be... Let me watch extremely... He said it, it, the word exactly. It is on extremely unlikely. Exactly. So I don't know what Dennis is reading. I'm listening to what Dennis is saying. Unknown player will burst onto the scene between now and 2024, June 2024. And, and I have a problem with that. With that. That yes. is causing a youngster now who's playing in the under 19, who you're not identifying. Right now, who may not have made the, the cut for the 30? Who may not have made it within 90 days? They, they only have 90 days to select these guys. 20, this guy turned 20, bowing 21, and now he's at the peak of his game. You made a rule where you're going to shut him out because he was not good enough within the first 90 days when you selected the 30 to 35. I am saying, leave it alone, horses for courses, get some contractual players who are committed to the West Indies, and you will select these people, have enough matches that these guys are committed to play for the West Indies prior to the World Cup. That is what all I'm asking right now. I should cut it off for, for 60 to 90 days. They should carry the little Exactly. Carry the little That's all I'm of interested in. Mm-hmm. You know what's happening now and 2024 mm-hmm. when the World Cup? Yeah, you might somebody these guys who are peaking now and eating off the boil. You're gonna stick with them because you made a ruling to shut out people. And, no. and, and what happened? Go ahead, go ahead, Dennis. At this at this point, we should just remind our listeners that the uh, oddly is not uh, available no, no, well, yet. We, so we, 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 we put it off until eight o'clock. And if he doesn't come by, then we'll we put off the birthday hour until later when he arrives. Eight o'clock. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, can I just give you my full comment? Sorry, give us your, your take. You know, for me, the report was released to the press. To my knowledge, the press conference and the question and answer session with the media was within a short time window. That is to say, it does not appear to me that sufficient time was allowed to read the report and then formulate questions. Due to a prior Zoom event, I was able to see a very short 10 minutes of the media CWI question and answer. Just not enough time to give an objective assessment. 
However, I have read half the report and skimmed the second half. I am not impressed there was no substance or impact presented in this report. I take issue with the report conclusion that a semi-final birth would have exceeded most reasonable expectations. In my book, a super 12 birth would have been expected as a matter of, you know, right, not exceeded. I am disturbed by the committee's comments that the absence of Shimron Etmeyer was a significant loss. What I expected to hear from the committee was an explanation of whatever event Hetmeyer chose to refuse to join the squad. And this explanation was no doubt pertaining to self and privilege, and so it should have been roundly brought forth. Another unbecoming comment from this committee was that the CWI squad of players had little experience of top flight cricket in Australia. Give me a break. These are professional cricketers. They are earning and well paid for their work. There is no major difference in the way the cricket is played in Australia and in the West Indies. Any player who has earned the right to play for CWI owes a duty to give a performance that qualifies for the salary they are paid. In short, there was nothing in this cricket report that I have not heard in other cricket forums and discussion, especially by the average cricket fan. The report says develop and create a clear pathway, reform structure. Players play in every global league, but for the West Indies, the call is optional. I say, throw this report in the trash. There's nothing new in there. There's nothing new that Ivor, Virgil, Audley, Leon, Dennis have not said in the past two years as we watch the West Indies sliding down the ladder. Mm-hmm. Leon, that's how I see it. Okay. No, you can tell me. You know, I, I have all of these, mostly the recommendation, and we can take them one by one. It's back to you for now. Yeah, okay. We are being joined by Audley. Audley, we are discussing the recommendations as put out by the panelists. The panel that was set up to produce this report included Dr. Um, Judge Justice Thompson, and of course, Brian Lara and the great manager coach out of, um, I think he's South Africa. Forget his name now, but I see his name. Patrick Patterson, Brian Lara, and Mickey Arthur. Not Patrick Patterson. Not not Patrick Patterson. Not that Justice Patrick Thompson. Is that Thompson? Thompson. Thompson. Okay. Just it. All right. So, so, so the very first one. You, you, you have. Very, we were just touching the the uh, recommendation that they put out. And one right, thing so I just, I just want to say. Go, I just want to say good evening to oh, you, gentlemen, oh, 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 and okay, um, go ahead. good evening to our to our listeners. Of course, um, yeah, uh, a bit late this evening, but that's how it works sometimes. Yeah, and um, Marub, as, as usual, in Marub's report, yes, she. Uh, nowadays, she is not um, doing exceptionally well. 
Um, no, she she's um on she's permanently on oxygen. You know, her oxygen oh, level no. been dropping, and um, when that's mm. happening, you know, it's not good. But um, you know, uh, we take does it come? You know, the sixteenth of next month, we you know, should the Lord spare her life or our life? You know, she she'll be celebrating um the ninety three or ninety third birthday, and uh, God spare my life. I want to be up there in um. In, in New York to be with her to celebrate her birthday along her her three kids and a few other people. Yes, uh, that's it right, right now. Let me just announce to the orderly that we will do. Just want to tell our listeners we will have delayed the birthday and anniversary hour to seven thirty, seven thirty our time. I hope that the folks who are looking forward to hear their birthdays and whatnot, you know, will be available to be with us at that time. 7.30 would be with us as Audley has come now. And we have been into a, a very interesting topic. Audley, I don't know if you had uh, access to the re- recommendation, but I just thought that... No, no, I did not. I heard bits and pieces on the, on the sports news. And um, I, I just listened to, when I came in, I just listened to Dennis's um, assessment of the whole situation. And, um, yeah, and, and he say he, he, his recommendation, you just dump it in the trash because there's nothing, nothing new really came out of it. It's something that um, we've been discussing over the past two years or so. And, and you know, you know it, it's one thing. When when I hardly watch Norley and Francis or whatever say something, but when when a Brian Lara or Sir Andy or you know some some well-known cricketers, you know pass great, say the same thing. You know, <laughs> it is like seemingly it would have carried more weight. And when 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 you want to you know pay, sometimes you hear they they do some uh, uh, what they call it an investigation or whatever uh, some survey. When they, they carry out some survey, and they pay how much millions of dollars to do that. Not not, not just cricket on a whole, you know, um, whether politics or whatever. I'm saying they could have given that money. I, I would have I would have told them the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, maybe it's just to it's just for for them to say, look, this is what our panel came up with, and of course, very distinguished men. So this is a recommendation X Y Z. And um, I, I think that's that's just that's just about it because we all know we all know we're seeing this problem already, and everybody seems to be blaming the coach, and and everybody, you know, I mean, some some others blame the, the management, and um, the cricketers, uh, you know, we, we we need to blame the cricketers, right? Because they they they, they need they need to have guts, they need to have backbones and wishbone when they're going out there to represent the West Indies, and right now. That's all, that's all we're getting, you know. Mm-hmm. That's all we're getting. I have to join Virgil, and, uh, and 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 especially when all when our players are playing in the IPL or other the domestic T20 tournament. Yeah, they give the all, but seemingly when it comes to the West Indies, maybe they maybe they are too tired and too broken down at the time when they represent the West Indies to really put out their best. Back that's to you. Uh, my my voice my voice is a little under the weather as much as again. Okay. Let's let's welcome Donna. Good evening to you, Donna. I'm sure that's you. Is it you, Donna? Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Yes, yes. Good evening to Audley. And who else do you have there? 
I'm Virgil, and of course Ivory is on, and I am on as well. Good so, evening, uh, Virgil, Leon. Dennis. What about Dennis? Dennis, Dennis is here as well, too. Yeah, yeah, okay. She's very much here. But we, we um, just tried... One second. Donna, anytime you say good evening, Virgil, you have to say in the beautiful city of Lord Hill. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 um, the West Indies Cricket Board, they have appointed these three gentlemen, these learned and uh, uh, experienced players and, and, and others to come up with a report. And what I just thought we would do is to dissect them one by one. And the very first one reads, the directors, or no, the director and cricket, no, the director of cricket and selectors should urgently identify a core squad of 30 to 35 players that are likely to form the nucleus of the 15 players that will eventually form the 2024 World Cup squad. And this, this is the line that the part that is bothering everybody here, and most of us here. It is extremely unlikely that some hitherto unknown player will burst onto the scene between now and June 24th and warrant selection. Therefore, barring injuries, both CWI and the players are well aware as to the likely composition of the 2024 World Cup squad. Everybody understands that? And we have Jatin online as well. Jatin, welcome. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Yeah. So, Audrey, do I you have a take on I have no clue what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> we were just trying to, yeah. we were trying to just dissect the recommendation that was put out by the Western's Cricket Board. We just came up with the very first one. And we have some problems with in interpreting what they mean. It's extremely unlikely that some hitherto unknown players or, or player will burst onto the scene between now and 2024. Now they want to come up with a, a core of 20, 30 to 35 players. And they're saying it's unlikely that a new star might arise between now and Extremely. 2024. Extremely. Can I just something there quickly in that? Yeah. I, I think, you know, majority rules. And I think Brian Lauer was in the minority of that ruling. Because Brian Lauer single-handedly selected Fidel Edwards out of a practice session in Barbados to make it yes. on to the West Indies team. So that was extremely likely for Fidel Edwards to make it. But Brian Lara spotted him out of nowhere and he burst onto, onto the scene and have a bunch of five wicked halls in test cricket. So I don't think that Brian Lara subscribed. I think he would have been outnumbered in, in terms of votes that somebody was extremely unlikely to burst onto the scene. Yes, because he came from nowhere. And Ambrose, 
came from nowhere too, right? When we never heard exactly. about so Andrew, Andrew before. Extreme. But I think Donna had a, you was asking Donna her opinion. Donna, do you have before a take on it? Or probably did not hear about it. But let's hear from Donna. This cool of hard um, uh-huh. What's the question? The question is whether or not <laughs> it's likely. Okay. In, how my interpretation is is that they are, the recommendation is that they come up with a core team or squad of 30 to 35 players. And they go on to say that it's unlikely, it is extremely unlikely that some hitherto unknown player will burst into the scene between now and 2024. They want to come up with this 30 to 35 players now. Between 30 so I would agree with, with Ivor there that there were some players who burst onto the scene, just like he mentioned. Fidel mm-hmm. Edwards and Ambrose, somebody could, see, could have seen them and they burst onto the scene. So I would refute that. And what, what about injury? Even injury, the player is injured. They're not going to replace him into the squad with Dennis? Yes, they should replace someone who is injured. Uh, Were you knowledgeable of this report, um, Jaten? Well, I read that entire report, and everyone is correct in their own source. I will not argue or disagree with any point they have listed on it. Mm-hmm. But the common sense prevails at the end. You don't need to overhaul and revamp the entire system. It's all about fixing the problem. That is the key in order to improve. And uh, I like that idea for a, we call it the athletic uh, development training program, which lasts for a few years to make sure that certain number of players or certain players are in a, consistently trained under the radar to make it like that. That is all good. But at the same time, it does not matter how you do or what plan you put together. At the end of the day, outcome will be decided how you execute this plan. So coming straight to simplify this process, West Indies need some of the legends, 100% if they want to bounce back, where the people can have a sharp eye, where they can detect the potential players, 100% based on their expertise and experience. The reason for that, you just give the one example, Brian Lara pick up Fidel Alvarez directly from the practice, mm-hmm. because he see as a potential, and he did well in international cricket. If you look at the Pakistan history, there are plenty of players, I can name it. They came out like a rough diamond from the street games, and they become the international stars. But the biggest challenge is here. You need those eyes who can go to the regional competitions and a lot of local tournaments at the regional level, which is not at the, let's say, country level or something, but find the potential people. Right product is the key here. Who's going to do that job? And even you get those, 
you have to shape up. As I said, these are the raw diamonds, then somebody has to polish it. Now, those are need to be also a professional. You can't do have a one job done and leave rest it is like it's going to fall by itself. No, this is the long way to go. Hardest time West Indies is going to face. It all relies on heavily who will be doing job and how they will keep continue doing this job and how professionally this can be done. Mm-hmm. Report is like, board got the report, and now they're going to election, and after that, you might have a new board, few members change, an idea will change. It, it will not work. It's a very hard to sustain. And you don't want to lock the player right now for the 2024 World Cup. We have a year and a half. They need to spend at least three, four months. Look at the all potential players out there in the country. Find them. It's not about 30. If I have to do it, I will go 40 plus because there will be some injured. Some of them might give up in training. Some may not be ready to join in 2024. So you you can't just play with... uh, some logical number. This is need to be open pool. And uh, to be honest with you, the way the U.S. sports does, they only make like a four teams of 44, which is 11 times four. And then within a year and a half, you cut down that roster, look for the uh, fatalities, I call it, with the players left or not interested or injured or something. So you're going to have the good time to pick up the 22, right? And then you can cut down to the final roster, which is 14 or 15. So that's like a lot of things out there is, again, I'm 100% say it's all good points. But it's mm-hmm. a, now it looks like it's going in the hands of administration and management at the top and how they execute this plan. And at the same time, you need a adequate people to execute this plan. That includes the right people who can do the job. You can't just find somebody and say, okay, this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. And he said, and I said, he wrote, Dennis, you want to share that with us? Yes. No? Yeah, good. Why don't I'm you sorry, share I, with us? You just clip off. So you, you, you have that report? Go ahead. You can give a, share, share your thoughts with us. Because you had a... Well, I, I, I did earlier on, Leon, but is oh, it not time for the birthday hour? Okay. No, we're going to 7.30. That's why. Oh, but why don't you okay. share it again? Because I miss it myself. I was trying to get some things done at my end. Right. Well, Leon, I said my comments on this report mm-hmm. was that, A, the time it was released to the press and the time of the press conference is questionable in my estimate because not enough time was given for the report to be circulated for those who are interested in making comments to get the opportunity to ask questions the uh, Cricket West Indies. That is not to say that it uh, was uh, deliberate. It might have been negligent in some respects. But at any rate, I, I dislike the fact that it came out and not enough time was given. Um, um, I skipped but, half the report. I'm sorry? No, I said to be fair, um, though, I think I thought I heard some people were, were, were discussing points from the report. So maybe we well, might have got it before. Have, have been a, 
a, mm. a quick study because of you know wherever or a quick read. But I just don't think the report should have been out one day, and we have a couple of days to you know go over it as the media and be able to ask questions two days later. But as it was, it appears to me that the report came out one day and the press re conference was the very same day. So mm. I am not really impressed because I didn't think there was anything of substance in the report. <laughs> you know, I, I, oh, 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 they said in the report that we should have expected to be in the, what was it, in the um, quarterfinals. I'm saying we expectation is that we should have been in the Super 12 at least. I am disturbed by the committee's comment that Shimron Edmire's absence was significant. What is to say Shimron Edmire could not have gone to that World Cup match and gotten injured on the first day? Why is it they think that Shimron Edmire is the key as if they're trying to put the blame on the fact that the West Indies did so poorly. They are trying to formulate part of the brain on Shimron Etmeyer. And I think that the committee, given that they were given a charge, they should have been able to talk to Shimron Etmeyer and say to him, why did you not go, et cetera, et cetera. Get the explanation and then bring that forth to the West Indies supporters and fans so they could understand if there was some great underlying issue that prevented him from going. I mean, the West Indies did give him the opportunity to go more than once, but he declined. Now, what was that? We should know that because that may be very important for other players. Port yeah. said um, the CGI squad of players had little experience in top flight cricket in Australia. Come on. If you play this game, you know there's a, a, a grassy wicket. You have an idea what's going to happen. If you have proper coaching and technique and ability, if you play on a hard clay wicket, you know how that's going to play. If you're a professional earning, you should be able to take these things into consideration and not be having somebody holding your hand and saying, you know, you oh sorry that we you had that kind of a wicket. It doesn't make sense. Any player who has earned the right to play for the West Indies deserves and owes the team and the fans to give up their best. They are paid handsomely. There's yeah. nothing in that report that we haven't discussed. Developing a and create new pathways, reform structure. They have the academy that's recently developed. Those pathways they spoke about how they were going to come about with these new players. We note that West Indies players play in every IL, IPL type T20 league. But when it comes to the West Indies, they then pretend they don't want to play for the West Indies. Oh, it's optional. You have to coach them. No. If you're selected to play for the West Indies, then it should be given that you are available. And you should not be at the last moment suddenly finding that you are not prepared to, um, you know, to participate. And those are just the very basic stuff that I found in this report that is very disturbing. And it did not, it should not have taken 
three distinguished gentlemen to come up with something like this. I mean, anyway. Okay, Leon, I'll stop with that. <laughs> can I can I make a comment here? And yes, go ahead. Yeah, you you see, um, in the Caribbean we are very Americanized. You know what what America does. You know we we are very quick to follow, and um, where the report is concerned, where you know there wasn't any time really to um should go through it, read it. You know, right through and through that you can ask constructive questions. You know. Um, back in back in America here, we um, remember a famous quote by Nancy Pelosi: "Let's pass the bill so we can find out what is in it." <laughs> you know, mm. you don't you don't have to know what's in it. Pass it mm. first, and then afterwards we'll find out what's in it. So I, I guess mm. that, that that's what they, they're following the same same tradition. But uh, um, those those guys, um, I, I think um, oh, I lost my I lost my my, my, my line of thought. Mm-hmm. I'll come back. Okay, while you're, while, you're, while you're trying to find your trend of thought, something needs to be fixed, and it should be fixed quickly. It goes beyond what the, the geniuses recommend, like, or they say, the hierarchies. Jason hit the point. First, you have to have people who is committed to within these crickets. Yes. They, they can't do shooting within these contracts because they're not committed. So when you offer the contract, those who are accepting your contract, they should be given some kind of first priority as to the guys, them who decide, I play for you when I have the time for you. Yes. And that is only maybe at work. Yes, I thought that is what they no, were up to. I, think, right. I, I thought that is what that. they were really up to, to, to determine who. When they pick this core, they'll know who is. Because your guy is not going to yes, be committed. But, he but that's what I'm saying. The... And there should be mm. consequences. The second thing that they have to do, Leon, is not that they're available for work. Because this is what this recommendation is saying. They must be um, in readiness to represent West at the international <laughs> level almost every time. Right. So yes. we have to at least get now what, what the administrators have to do now, get to the future tool. Um, schedule, and I'm going to use a rough figure. If there were 10 ODIs to be played between now and the World Cup, these guys must commit themselves to play at least five of them. Must. To be in a squad. Not that they're going to be available just for the World Cup when there is no other cricket being played. So these have to be written in black and white. And if they break that schedule, when I ready to play Australia in an ODI, you're not going to tell me I'm not available because I'm in the Bangladesh League, but I am available for the World Cup when you come around. No. When you select them, whoever franchise they're going to sign with, they must know that within these cricket comes first. Well, so no there's no work to be yeah. done from the within these cricket board to get with these franchises out there in the world. Let them know that these seven cricketers here are obligated to us and first we don't own them but we need to know the contract you're signing with them that it does not cause a conflict with our contract so if they go ahead and they <laughs> tell you Bangladesh have a contract with this guy for one year as long as they're playing any cricket they will go to them West Indies now in turn shouldn't go on the back end and try to give them a contract 
um, contract being the one that they signed before. So do it now, get all those things out the way, and then you know you have their foot in your door. Now that's what borrowing them from another franchise. That's what was happening in the Gale them era. You were borrowing them from other franchises when available. When we laid the mapping for you to get to where you're going, and then you diss us. Because one would have said, Mumbai, India is my first choice team. Trinidad is my second team. West Indies is my third team. And then after that, West Indies still make that same individual the captain of the West Indies team. We need to get away from those messages and from that type of, um, that, that, that type of uh, behavior and nip it in the bud now to know where we're going for 2024. Do it now. Commitment, write a dotted line, sign your name, you, you, you breach it, consequences for you. West Indies breach there, consequences for the West Indies. Game over. That's it. That player said he didn't say those words. I heard him say that, so I don't know. He is lying. I heard him say <laughs> I heard him. I'm not deaf yet, and my memory has not deaf yet. He said he said Yes, Leon. I remember what I was about to say. I remember what I was about to say. It, it, um, I have a dog my memory. Uh, same thing, what, what, the same line of thought, Ivor. I was saying, you know, that uh, a little dictatorship is good. We will not talk about oppressive dictatorship, but, you know, people are being oppressed and, you know, whatever. We're not talking, I'm not talking about that. But um, just like the Australians and the England and, and those teams who, the, it's laid out to the players. You're going to play, if you're going to play, if you are selected for us and ever touch it, whatever league you're playing in, then, of course, you got to come back in time to do our series. And, and, and that's what I, I, I was going to talk about, you know, literally dictatorship. You need to stand up to them. This is what it is. And if you're not going to do it this way, we finish with you. We're not going to give you a contract. You can do your thing. Go, go and play as much cricket you want to play. But if you, if you sign a contract with us, and you, you know, I mean, that's where they get the exposure from, from West Indies. They get all the nurturing and they become big. And all of a sudden, now you decide not to give back, you know. So we have to stand up like the other, the other cricketing countries that let the guys know, we, look, you know, at certain sort of time, we're going to play. And you are in the squad. Uh, you are being considered. So you've got to be here, X, Y, Z. Stand up to them. They've got to do that. They'll take yes. it. But Leon, oh, um, to, give, to, give, to give credit to the report, even though I say throw it in the trash, they did say recommend that players' contracts should reflect all of the future tours programs. That is, Mm -hmm. they recommend that you discard annual contracts and all players should be contracted presumably on a, well, open-ended contract, which means that, as uh, Ivor was saying, once you have that contract signed that you're going to play for the West Indies, then it is a done banging. Exactly. And they also Mm -hmm. said no objection certificate cannot be weaponized against the players. So clearly there is a lot of silly, silly carryings on going on between the board and the players. And those are the two recommendations that perhaps help for me to maybe take it back out of the trash. But definitely, Mm -hmm. 
I don't see so, a lot of. Uh, Dennis, let me ask you: right. if, the, if the player would have been gotten a, a, a contract and they refused the contract and asked for NOL, the Western Cricket Board can NOC, yeah, or NOC, the No Objection Clause, yeah, they should, yeah. and they refuse to offer them this clause. And the players say, well, listen, I'm, because of my contract, you still are getting money from my contract. Is that a percentage of what I earn? No, no, Leon. The, the contract, if they sign a contract, it's on the understanding that the West Indies need is prior to everything else. Mm. You can negotiate these NOC for them to play at other times, as Ivor has been saying. But certainly... You don't give them an opening. Okay, I'm going to give you a contract for one year, and then they might just laugh it off and go off and do whatever they want to do. And then next year, you're going to give them another contract for them to come in and do the same thing. And Shimronet Meyer's situation says to me that that might have been at play as to why he didn't want to go. And so once you, you know, you get the willingness before. You know, they recommend and say get willingness before the core squad is invited. That is, you get a willingness from those you're inviting that you're being invited and this is the condition. If you come and we train you and so on and so forth, you are committed to us, not to somebody else without our say-so. Back to you. And then, and then you refuse the NOC, right? And the player go into retirement. That's his bread and butter if he wants to go. But the fact of the matter is, he's out. You know, you don't. I, I think I think the cooperation the should be within the boards. They should have an understanding between the boards because they go behind your back and still employ them because they want to win and they want to make money. What say you to that? What's the understanding? What what can West Indies do? And then we're not a one island organization, as it were. You you drop, say, a headmire, your board get on the West Indies Cricket Board case. You drop a guy from Jamaica, it's the same thing. One from the Leeward Islands, the same thing. So, you know. Well, Le- Leon, I, I think we. I think as, as a selector. Um, you have to have thick skin because no selector or selectors will ever pick a team that everybody agrees with. No, I agree with you. So, yeah. yes. Right. So you, but, just, you just have to stick, um, pick the team, stick to it, let all the talking and talking, talking, go on, let it go on. But then this is a team and you, we just have to wish, wish the, the players well, though that have been selected to represent us, we're hoping that they go out and perform well. But um, you're, you're not going to have a team without complaints. Anybody? I think, I think this is called for more study of this report, folks. It's too deep or too worse to dissect it when once we don't read the whole thing. But I was just reading the recommendation. And that's the first recommendation. It's controversial, in my view. And if you go along, there are more, more important Past that we can cover as well. So, why don't we, we, we leave this and we have another study in it? 
Because it's just not, we're not coming up with an answer, and I want to hear what others will have to say. Yes, so we want to get to the, the, the nitty-gritty. We want to be able to read the report, and then we can mm-hmm. discuss it properly. Well, it's, a, it's available on the Western East Board, Western East Cricket Board um, web page. It's a 12-page document and contains 35 recommendations. And I will, we only touched one this evening, and that has caused us a lot of consternation. And the problem. So, why don't we go right into the brief, brief birthday hour, and then not for long. Audley's just going to give us a brief summary of the birthday. Audley, are you ready? All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just see. before, the, just before, you're going to play music or just go? I'll yeah, just go, go ahead. You want to give the inside edge? Inside edge. All right. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll go straight ahead. Just give the inside edge right now. Uh, the inside yes. edge for the day. Um, the cricketing country with the most consecutive test series win is number one, India. 13 consecutive wins from 2013 at home. Let me say at home. Most consecutive series win at home. India, 13 consecutive wins at home from 2013 to 2021. And second is Australia and Australia because they did it two different times, 10 10 straight series win from 1994 to 2000, and then from 2004 to 2008, 10 series wins. So there we got it, the inside edge for today. All right, um, today is the 22nd of January. So we have um, the Sunshine Showdown was in Jamaica. Remember that big fight with um, George Foreman and Joe Frazier? Right there at Jamaica's National Stadium. And in four and a half minutes, four, four, four minutes and 35 seconds to be exact, George Foreman knocked Fraser down six times, and the fight ended in a TKO for George Foreman. Hank Aram died today, um, this date in 2021, so two, year, two years since Hammering Hank died. His debut of uh, Barry Richards of um, South Africa versus Australia 1970. And the uh, birthday... Andy Guntum, the one test wonder. He was not selected, but he scored a century and is in his only test. And it's the, um, the anniversary of the debut of Brian Lara. And of course, he was out for 14 and 22 as he was outfoxed by the wild, wild Ecomino Willett twice, 14 and 22. So for the, mm-hmm. 20, for the 23rd, uh, Richard Dean Anderson, remember MacGyver? MacGyver, he was born in 1950. And tomorrow also, King Elimat. King Elimat out of Nevis. Yes, King Elimat's birthday is tomorrow. So let's remember mm-hmm. that one. Along with West Indian Nkumabana out of Jamaica. And for Guyanese umpire, Cecil Kipping, um, he will be celebrating his birthday also. For the 24th, Cardinal's mom. Yep, she will be celebrating his birthday. Uh, she left us in 2019. I think she would be maybe, maybe 101. Uh, mm-hmm. 100, 101. Cardinal maybe could let us know that. Uh, yes, yeah, she'll be celebrating the West Indian cricketer, Bam Bam, Kenneth Bam Bam Weeks. Um, he played for West Indian two test matches, but um, he was born actually in the United States. John Sim from Guyana and Victor Sommer from Trinidad and Tobago. And um, another entertainer, the original big belly man, Admiral Bailey of Jamaica, he was born on 24th as well. For the 25th, we have Lyndon Simmons. 
Lyndall Simmons from Trinidad Tobago, he was born on the 25th. Uh, for the 26th, Leon, you've got to get in touch with Patrick Chongfong. Patrick Chongfong. Patrick Chongfong. Patrick Chongfong, yeah, he is celebrate, he'll be celebrating on the 26th of January. Also, gospel singer Kirk Franklin, NBA's Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant died, believe it or not, on the 26th. It will be three years, I can't believe it. 2020, mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant. And, um, of course, others died in that helicopter crash. And uh, in the West Indies, Patrick Brown's birthday out of Patrick Brown out of Barbados will be celebrated on the 25th. For the 27th, let's see, we have Dean Headley. Uh, he plays for England. Um, son, our grandson, grandson of George Headley. Milton Paidana out of Guyana also will be celebrating on the 27th. So for the 28th, King Toby, uh, yeah. good morning, Jojo. Joseph Aparicio will be celebrating on Saturday morning. Morning, Jojo. Yeah, he will be celebrating. And um, that's just about what we have for this week. But next week, Sunday, just a reminder, next week, Sunday, will be Simon O'Brien's birthday. Yeah. Simon O'Brien and um, Hicksford Francis, the brother of Leon. Also, we'll be late. celebrating the, late. the birthday. The late, the late, the late, right. Yes, but that, that will be his birthday. birthday, yeah, anniversary. Mm-hmm. All right. And, uh, so that's what did, I have you, did, did you recall uh, Justin Francis on the 24th? 24th of January? January, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm, that's the date somehow, of my, my some, son's death. Yeah, son's death sorry, three years some, ago. Some, some, I know. Somehow I didn't have that. All right, so you're yeah. going to bring us up to the... Um, yeah, yes, brother, my son, All right, I'm going to make sure. I'm going to make sure. Three years ago, three years ago, he died of a massive heart attack. You know, at the age of wow. 42. Yeah, and we all went over. You guys were there to, to help me send him home. Yeah. And it was just a grand occasion over there in the Hilton in, in Orlando. Yeah, so folks, that was something that is unforgettable. What? Anyone else has to say anything briefly? Donna, anything from you? Um, Dennis? Virgil? Any birthdays or anything of that nature? No. Okay, let's... Oh, ah, speaking of birthday, uh, my brother's birthday will yes. be in four, four days' time. Uh, but uh, uh, my brother Charles in, in London, mm-hmm. uh, his birthday and, and in it... four days' time. And and I have it I have it here you know, you know um, Dennis um, because I I read it um, when I was going over it I saw your your brother uh, your yes. brother be celebrating yes yeah thank you all right okay, so all those who are celebrating anyone else before we I'm going to tell you special yes yes Leon I have yes, a niece celebrating on Wednesday the twenty fifth my niece Wednesday Andrea Hani. Celebrating mm-hmm. on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and I also have a nephew, Ro Rodell. I think he's celebrating on the twenty seventh, no, the twenty sixth. Sorry, it is what Thursday. Mm-hmm. So those are my two celebrants for this week. Okay. What what's Rodell's last name? Brown. Okay. Brown. 
Doctor B's son. Yeah, Doctor Doctor Brown's son. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you, I don't have any. I don't have any. Uh, just remember, today is the Lunar New Year. Today is the Lunar New Year. Okay. Twenty-second of of January. Mm-hmm. All right, and yes, and Mister Mister Heath, uh, yeah, Charles Heath, Dennis's brother. Yeah. Yes. yes. The twenty-six. Yeah. Thank you. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. This has been a very abbreviated version of the Walter Henry Birthday and Anniversary Hour. So just want to ask you to join us with us at a slightly different time this week, but hopefully join us next week, 6.30, when we we'll do it all over again, the Walter Henry Birthday and Anniversary Hour. Back to you, Leah. Yes, the tune is, is Brazil by Foster Papiti. A great Jamaican. Yeah, Foster Papiti. Foster Papiti. Yeah, is he Jamaican? Is he Jamaican? So is he no, I, Italian? I, I, Italian, I think right? Brazilian. I, 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 I'm oh. not sure what nationality, but I heard that music. I know that that was perfect. Growing up in Jamaica, um, growing up in Jamaica, Leon, um, mm-hmm. you know, there was a, a store on, on Radio Jamaica, Tony Variety, they call it Tony Variety Show. And those are the sort of music, they, they, they Foster Puppetti, uh, James Lass, and, uh, and those, mm-hmm. Nancy Wilson, and those are the type of music they play in the mornings. Then you hardly have a choice, it's either JBC or RGR, so <laughs> then mm-hmm. it's different nowadays. <laughs> yeah. I, I, have, I have this music about 15 to 20 years. I had this, and I bought it from a Jamaican record store in Miami. Mm. I kept it because I like it. So anyway, folks, let's switch our our concentration. West Indies have uh, selected this quad to tour Zimbabwe. Let's let's give you the tour of the team in its entirety. Okay, West Indies team, and then it has the the supporting staff, well, I just had it here and where it has gone to. Gabriel is in, okay. The full squad is as follows. Craig Bradford is the captain. 
German Jacob is the best captain. Tina Bonner, champion Singapore and Western State. Justin Silver. Simon Gabriel. Simon Gabriel. Jason Holder. You're not coming through, Kaylin. Jason Holder. Correct. Okay, I see. Uh, a little better. Better. Go ahead. Yes. Azari Joseph. Kyle Mears. Goodishes Moti. Raymond Reefer. Kima Roach. Devon Thomas. And Gemma Wharton. Again, Craig Bradford. German Blackwood Vice Captain. And, of course, Bradford Captain. And Kuma Bonner. Tangerine Shandapol. Rustin Chase. Joshua De Silva. Shannon Gabriel, Jason Holder, Azari Joseph, Kyle Mears, Godekesh Moti, Raymond Reefer, Kima Roach, Devon Thomas, and Jomel Warkan. Come in. Who wants to go first? Let me call one then. Hello. Go ahead. Okay, Dennis, go ahead. I'm still puzzled as to why every single team coming out of the West Indies these days include Jason Holder, who has showed repeatedly that he is not producing. Why is he there every time? That is just my comment, Leon. I, I just think that they're wasting time instead of giving a, a, an opportunity to somebody else. They keep including uh, Holder, and he does not produce. He hasn't produced for quite a while. That's my comment on that. Anybody, Ivor, you want to go? And then Audley? Um, yes, I think they're doing an injustice to Bonner. Who concussions is no joke. And I think hey, Bonner. Bonner should... Concussion? Yeah, Bonner, Bonner would have had two concussions. They're getting conked in the head. And, uh, you know, the last one, he had to be out of the game. I think he should have been able to play a few more first-class matches, some, you know, some long innings before you go back to the highest level. Test cricket is the highest level. And we're not going to just take Zimbabwe lightly. They have some speedsters there as well. And after that, they're going to be going on to South Africa. So unless they try to end this young man's career, he ought to be able to build some confidence, get back in the net, play some long innings, <clears throat> especially against fast-bouncing um, cricket. They say, oh, I'm afraid of the, 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 the short pitch bowling. But he weathered the storm. But this guy is getting conked in the head. I don't think the selectors are doing him any favor by selecting him to bat at the number three spot. Again, I am saying you're going to pick Thomas as a batsman, back of wicket keeper. He has the guts. Push him into the spot. And I'll, I'll, I'll qualify by saying Bewitted was our number four batsman, number five batsman in Leewards and Combine. Clyde Lloyd cited him to say, you're going to be our number three batsman. When the guy wasn't batting at number three, he pushed him there. I am seeing Thomas with the guts like a wizard. I'm not putting him in the class of wizard, don't get me wrong. But he has the guts. I am saying you're going to pick him. Don't pick him as no, well, if somebody's sick, I get him in here now. Give him the confidence and say, go in and take on the bowlers. You can afford to do that. Do that and save Bonner. Now you're going down there with two left-arm spinners. Are you telling me that Chase, who started his innings, batting at number four, scoring 100, getting five wickets on debut, now he's off the boil with batting, 
seems to be off the boiler's bowler. We are now picking him as our number one bowler, batting him at number eight. Although he got a century, a 50 in Australia, batting at number eight. I still don't think he's good enough to be our number one spinner. And then you're carrying two left arm spinners as your backup. Mm-hmm. Something is wrong with the picture. I'm going to top it off with this. West Indies are going to be hard-pressed to win the series with Brathwaite's style of batting as a captain. They're picking Brathwaite, hoping to take the matches into five days, hopefully to get a draw. If you get a win, thumbs up. Right now, we're still in the same realm of picking a team to compete as opposed to picking a team that we think 80% can win. Right now, we're about maybe 50-50 against Zimbabwe. Going into South Africa, who was battered and boozed by Australia, we're going to even drop lower with a 30% chance of winning in South Africa. And the team is going to be pretty much the same. That's my contribution. Thank you for that. Um, how about you, Audley? You want to well, Audley? Um, <clears throat> well, yes, I'm, I'm here. We, the whole thing is that we cannot continue to do the same thing and expect to get a different result. Um, the, 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 this thing has, uh, 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 where they continue to carry um, some, not the, not the best spinner, but is like seemingly, okay, we're going to, we're going to stick with, with Chase, as Ivor pointed out. And he's the number one. And in the Caribbean, he's not the number one spinner. So why are you going to play test match and, has, and then you have Chase as a, as a number? I know he has taken some good... At times, he, he really surpassed expectations, right? But he, he hasn't been kicking down the doors in recent times. And if you're going to come, how are you going to carry Chase as a number one, as a number one spinner? And then have have um, some um, two lefty, as I have pointed out. Uh, is it Warakan and, uh, and Moti? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We, we, we need to have a, a genuine spinner, somebody who, you know, a, a cricketer who does their job. It's not somebody who to come in part time and 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 then. Um, uh, look, I, I'm, I don't have high expectations. Believe me, I want to see. Um, West Indies beat Zimbabwe in Zimbabwe and if it happened I'll be overjoyed and I'll celebrate but I don't really have high expectations for them going into Zimbabwe right now with the team that we have here and I, I, I can hardly do better honestly you know but when it comes, we need to get the number one spinner in in, 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 the, in, in the team I, I, back I, to you I, I want to call on um, Dennis Dennis your take well, yes, no, remember, I, I, I said, uh, Leon, that I just didn't see why we... Oh, yes, kept... you, you talk about older, oh. yes, yes, indeed. Older, yeah. Oh, yes. Well, my, my take then is, you know, I uh, I don't know if he's contracted, he had a, a prior engagement. We're going to call Simon later on. But I don't know if he have a prior engagement, but I, I feel that this guy can play. He can be, you know, elevated to play test. I don't see why. Oh. Odin Smith. I like Odin oh. Smith. I like Odin Smith because he's not a rabbit. He can make a few. And um, he's quick. And I, I look at the, the look at the, um, Roach. Roach. Roach is 
had fallen off so badly and we bring back we bring back Shannon Gabriel. Is he gonna last for more than four overs? Or is he gonna be one? <laughs> oh, we're gonna to have to have a replacement for him. And I say the other guy from Trinidad is um on Phillips uh out because of injury. And what about the McCoy? McCoy too is out? I don't know. Well, we need some some fire there, and we see. Go ahead, go ahead, and you want you want to, you want to an, an, inter- an interesting point. Going back to the report of the, um, the, the the committee, they did recommend that players currently contracted, quote unquote, to the red ball game of cricket, that they should be. I'm sorry, not the red ball, the white ball that those white ball players contracted to that uh, format should be included in red ball cricket so as to improve quality and availability of players. So, gone. in fact, it suggests to me that they're saying we should get away from this specialization track and make sure players are capable of playing all formats. So they definitely recommended that... Uh, white ball cricketers be forced to play red ball cricket when they're not, you know, playing white ball cricket. Well, they're not, not going to touch Puran? They're not going to touch Puran? No, are they going to touch who else? Puran and Hetmeyer? Brandon King is supposed to be And Brandon King cricket. as well, yes, indeed. indeed. And how about Hope? What happened to Hope? I don't know. Again, those, those are the yeah, players hope. that should be playing white, you know, White ball cricket, you know, red ball cricket when they're not, you know, engaged in the in the um, white ball stuff. So the, the committee did have one or two decent. Uh, the thing about it is they probably are aware of this, but were too timid to make the, you know, to, to make the call. That's, I'm thinking of the cricket West Indies administrators and, and uh, selectors, probably too timid to make the call to do exactly what the committee has recommended. But you. Oh, well. How about Virgil? Virgil, do we have a comment from you? Virgil? Yeah, I'm here, but no. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyone else want to have the same this? I see yeah, we have... Um, with me. Yes, Lynn. Uh, I'm going to say, we still is always putting players against each other. But you don't realize sometimes <laughs> they do it to get the result. Look the bowling of Case when he bowls with Cornwall. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's more wicked than him. And I would play both of them. Do you know why? They say don't follow people. But look this up. It's coming fears. Every test match that Stuart McGill played with Shane Warren, and they played, I think, some 15 matches together, every single time Stuart McGill outperformed Shane Warren. Every single time. Look it up, Arby. All them. Statisticians. And Australia kept on playing. Both of them bowling the same left arm, right arm, googling together. And put pressure on the batsmen. Why can't you play Cornwall and in the same match? And evidently, Shane Wall has been dubbed as the greatest leg spinner of all times. But Stuart McGill had to bring his game up and got more wicks than him every time. The same thing. 
Cornwall is a better bowler than Chase. By but far. Chase will get far. more wins. Mm-hmm. Let that be. Ambrose is a much better bowler than Courtney Walsh, but Courtney Walsh will be getting more wickets than him. You must hunt in peers. Leave Cornwall alone. I'm taking Virgil's spot here to talk. Uh, this is what Virgil is saying. I'm in Virgil's <laughs> voice. Cornwall should be in the team alongside Chase. If you're going to have him to bowl, you're going to get better results. Okay. Can I answer Ivor what he asked? Um, Stuart McGill yes. and, um, and Shane Warren, they actually played 16 test matches together, five of them at Sydney. Stuart McGill has taken 82 wickets at 22.11 uh, in those matches, while Shane Warren has taken 74 at 29.57. So he actually has a better track record. Yeah, you hear it here first on the cricket show. Trust me, gentlemen, mm-hmm. they're listening. Cornwall yeah. inter- should be playing in the same oh, team. Because has outperformed him mm-hmm. most of the time, yeah. but the results are there. You need results, not the individual putting face mm-hmm. on. And the, like Virgil would say, the glamour and the glitz and who look better in the clothes. You get the results. Cornwall pushes Chase to get the wickets, and that's what you need. You need exactly. the wickets, you don't care who get them. And the Cornwall push him to get the wickets because they're going to take more chance you. against Chase yes. while, they, while they're holding down one end with Cornwall. The chances are Chase going to get some wickets. That's how cricket play. Yes, can I inject here for, um, for Ivor? You know, we have spoken at length over the years about Cornwall's situation. However, the recommendation, again, going back to this report, even though I was disparaging to this recommend, you know, this, this report, they do stress very strongly strength and conditioning as part of the West Indies um, mode of operating. They say it's essential across all territorial board within players. And they also said supervision and monitoring of players' strength and conditioning is a must, and we sh- the West Indies Board should implement incentives and penalties with regards to strength and conditioning standards. And I'm bringing this up only to say, unfortunately, Cornwall will not meet those criteria, and that is probably one of the reasons why he is not getting a look and that's, when and that's one of the reasons, Dennis, and that's one of the reasons we can't get 10 wickets. And that's well, one of the reasons why I think yeah. it's rubbish. Because Cornwall is fit to play cricket. He might not fit to 100-yard dash in 10 seconds. I can't do it. So do not put that standard for him. But he's fit for cricket. He can stay on a cricket field and bowl 45 overs out of a 90-over day. He can. He has done it. Yes. Without coming off the field. So don't tell me he's not fit to play cricket. If he's not fit for high jumping, yes, he can high jump. We're not playing. We're not jumping. He's not fit for long jump. We're not doing that. He is fit for cricket, so he's fit for purpose. And there's a place on the side for him. He can feel a slip and he can feel a covers. Well, I, I am not throwing any stones at Cornwall, I must 
hurriedly admit. I'm simply pointing out that where the problem comes in is that if we have this uh, standard, which includes strength conditioning and so on, uh, that will certainly be used as an excuse in terms of not giving him the necessary opportunities that we want the listeners have. to know what are the what what are the strength and conditioning against against what cricket or high jump long jump long distance running boxing cycling right. if it is cricket well, Cornwall is going to pass if it is cricket well, Cornwall will pass they That's do all I'm saying. say that it should be done with input from the players as well so take that uh, you know with whatever um, input you know, input from what player that you is result for con tennis tennis is Sorry? result what, let, why, let, why? Let, let, let me let me let me jump you know is that result is what you want let me show you a prime example i don't know who i'm talking about earl steven have a mechanic shop you have two guys working with him one quit okay Mechanic needed two hundred, two foot, everything. This other mechanic came in looking for work. The guy have one hand that he's working with. My buddy Earl said I didn't want to discriminate against anybody, but he could give him a try. And believe you, if you see how this guy works, you cannot believe a one hand man getting all this work done. And sometimes it seems like a, two, one, a guy that have two hands can't do the amount of work that he's doing. And for you to see it yourself. He have his two hands, one is crippled out of some of the other guys that you think would be completely fit or whatever you call it to do that kind of work. So his result is what counts. No matter how it comes, result is what counts. Of course. What they're doing is driving the guy to play, to play um, all them leagues across the world, looking a living, when in fact West Indies have neglected to give him. You, you're taking the, the standard from other teams because they have Kodri, those big Kodri's a big Colin player, Milburn. and Colin, Colin Milburn too. too. Yeah. Yes, and Colin yeah. Milburn came and got LBW in Antigua. A guy by the name of Ducks gave him out LBW because Ducks they couldn't see the stumps. The pad's so big. <laughs> so no, I mean, it's, yeah. So give the man a chance. He failed in Leon, one. Leon, one it, it is ridiculous. I'm, I'm going to tell you why it's ridiculous. Test cricket that is played at a slow pace. Even though you have to mm-hmm. get in your night over. Cornwall cannot take up any more time in test cricket. Yet, in the within this franchise cricket, Cornwall is representing the zoo. Mm-hmm. Year in, year out. In 2020 cricket, the fastest pace cricket that we're playing in the West Indies. So mm-hmm. how man exactly but franchise can pick him up to play a past pace twenty twenty game where people have to hustle. Something is wrong with that picture. So he must be able you, to play test and he played at a slow pace. I don't know if you guys heard a famous radio commentator, announcer, journalist say question is gonna be embarrassed if they pick Cornwall. Why? Yes. That was one of the most, the most and the distasteful comments I ever heard in a cricket, cricket radio programming. That is one of the most distasteful. 
Give the man a chance. Everybody is not built the same. Result is what we need. But I'm going to say it again, Leon. How mm-hmm. can the franchises pick this man to play 2020 white ball cricket that is played at a fast pace? And test cricket that you can just play at your own leisure. A stroll in the park, he is not fit for purpose. Something is wrong with that. They're discriminating. They are. Yeah, definitely. That, Gail cannot run faster than, 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 than um, <laughs> the Sun Wall. And he plays. <laughs> and, 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 and he, he, he played a hundred and three test matches. Yeah, okay then, yeah. thank you very much. And they found a place in the field for Yale. Till he even captain the team. Con was captain Leeward Island's team. The guy not only plays a bowler, they have to see something in him to lead a team in first class to get in the West Indies. So these selections are not good. saying this thing about Cornwall. They have no shame. The shame is on them. And results is what we are looking. And the results, we are getting results. But is it worthy of commendation? No. Well, let's see. To, if, let's see if Gabriel breaks down, and let's see if Roots breaks down. Gabriel cannot bowl with any spin bowler. Ambrose was fit as a fiddle, and he told you. Yeah. If it's one thing he did not like in Test cricket, is when he had to bowl with spin bowlers. Mm-hmm. Before he can get away, he has to be back on the field. So evidently, Shannon Gabriel will not be bowling when any spin bowler is on. And he would not be bowling for more than a four-over spell. I can tell you that. I like him. He came up here in the in the U.S. Open, and he really bowled with pace and looked impressive. But remember, mm-hmm. he's only four overs. He was bowling. Exactly. But if, if you can treat him, you have to have the captain to know mm-hmm. when to hold and when to fall. You cannot bowl him. I'm using my, my observation from the comeback. You're not going to be bowling him with any kind of a fast bowler. I mean, with any kind of a spin bowler, to, and expect to get any kind of a result from him. He's not that fit. So he has to get his opening spell, and he and Azari Joseph are maybe a medium pace, a holder, bowling one end, holding it up, and he has to bowl in tandem with those guys. He mm-hmm. cannot come on there with these spinners to bowl. He would not bowl more than two overs. I am telling you. I've looked at him closer from the combat. Okay, we are back with... with, with, with um. Jason, and we also have Simon. Why don't we take Simon and get him out of the way? Simon, welcome. And a very good evening to you, Mr. President. And I'll also say good evening to Dennis. And Cardinal, if he's listening to us, Audley, Donna, Murchris, Virgil, I heard you. Mr. Patel, I didn't hear yet. Jetna, I didn't hear. Ivor, I heard you. Mr. McKenzie, I didn't hear you yet. Mm-hmm. Hope everyone had a wonderful week last week, and we're looking for a much better week this week. And Mr. Simon, you're just in time for the Lawrence Diagaro hour. Ah, thank yes, you so much. Why thank don't you give so us much. your question, please, Simon? An uh, easy one. Easy question tonight. Well, it's only easy if you know the answer. <laughs> 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 okay, my question for tonight is, let's read it here. Question for tonight. Okay. The highest, the to, let's forget that. Start over. Total number of runs scored by Yunus Khan in his career. Total oh. number of test runs, test runs, scored.
scored by Yunus Khan in his career? You asked that about a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Well, you have uh, an answer. Uh, 10,099, something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, second part of that, that question, <laughs> what country does he play for? Play for? What country he played for? Pakistan. Pakistan. Okay. Let's go through the panel and hear what the panelists have to say. Mr. Simon. Mr. Simon. Mr. Simon. Yes, yes. I, I suggest uh, I suggest that in your book, use a pencil. Yeah. And go to the book. Put a little date there when, that, that you know when, when, when you ask that question. Okay. Because um, some of them come back real. Yeah, you, you, you use a pencil as anything can be read. Let's have to say. Yeah. Uh, Virgil, what do you have to say? Virgil, you, are you with us? He's, he's not with us. Virgil, Virgil's not listening. Well, Sam, no, no, I'm here. 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 i am why don't you make a decision? You're going to continue with it or you're going to give us another question? Okay, I'll, I'll give you another question. I'll change mm-hmm. that one. Another question for you. Okay. Uh, panels, if um, a bowler bowls to the batsman, you are, you are the batsman, I am the bowler, I bowl to you, there's no appeal. Could the umpire give you out if there's no appeal from a fielder? Answer is no. 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 <laughs> okay, because uh, that was bothering me all day. That question came to my mind all day. And if nobody appeals for uh, a catch behind or LBW, can the umpire give that cricketer out without no. an appeal? No. No is the answer. Okay. Because that was bothering me all the time. I thought... Let me ask him uh, to Empire, see what the others would say. Because I think Empire the umpire is there to see. Simon, Simon, hold. Hey, Jatin. Hey, Jatin. Go ahead, Jatin. Empire only responds when the appeal is made. Someone has to say out there or how was that or whatever the language you can speak. But if you don't ask a question to Empire, he will yeah. not give you any decision, period. Okay, because that question came to me. And I said, yeah. I'll ask it because uh, the umpire is there to see all games, fair and unfair games. And if yeah. there's a catch behind and the, wicket keeper, and the wicketkeeper didn't appeal, bowler didn't appeal, the umpire would see, the, yeah, he caught the ball, he's a, he's a catch behind. I thought maybe the umpire can give you out. No. Simon, I, I have a question quick in relation to your question. Yes. Yeah. And what if that player walks and go over the boundary line? Is he out or is he? Simon? Yeah, I'm listening to you. What if the player walks? Say, I believe I touched the ball, but nobody appeals, and he walks. Well, if he wants to walk out by himself, then he's out. He, he wants to be out. He wants to be out. I would say he's out. 
Anybody else agrees with him or anybody disagree with him? I don't disagree with him. I think and Leon, I, I, was, I was gonna I was gonna come in with that to show that we would have got that question wrong on the exam. If if a batman can be out without an appeal. Yes he can. Yes. And you I mean, yes. yes. That's what but I said. Not that's him. exactly what I was gonna say. Because if yeah. he walk up there, the mm-hmm. umpire now will get with the score at the end of that score to get the correctness mm-hmm. of score to give mm-hmm. that batsman out. He would have forfeited his inning. He would not be recorded as not out. He just walked off the field. Don't say anything to the umpire. That's an out. That would be recorded as retired out. Retired out. Exactly. So the umpire has to make that decision that he was out. Because he didn't ask the umpire permission to leave for whatever reason to be retired out or not out. Once he walked off the field, that's going to be recorded in his book and the instruction of the umpire as being retired out. Okay. Yep. Yeah, because I've seen many times a batsman, I've even seen a batsman got hit in the pad and he doesn't look at the umpire, he just start walking. Have you ever seen that? He doesn't even look yes. at the umpire. He knows he's out. He just keeps walking. Have you ever but, seen that? I've seen that many times. Yes. Yes. But the, so the point I was trying to make, and Ivor endorsed it as well, that that's why I asked you the question to follow up. Suppose he walks, and he's, no, there's no appeal. He is out. And he yes. knows he's out. He's out. He crossed the boundary line, right? He crossed yes. the he left. He left the field of play. And yeah. another follow-up question. Before he left the field of play, the um, the captain says, "Come back, come back, play." Resume. Can the captain of the opposing side tell him to continue his inning? Yes, yes, yes. It happened. It happened. It happened. It happened. West India has said he call back the player to continue batting. Was it Lara or or somebody? I know it yeah. happened in the West Indies game. Anybody has anything different to what Adley answered? Because that's how I. No, no. The rule is clear. What are they talking about? Did did the umpire give the person out? No. no. He could. No. He, yeah, but he that's decided happened to Virgil. Virgil. Mm. Yeah, that's but that's happened. Gary Sobers have done that many times. We have pick up ball a short leg and appeal, yeah, and the umpire sent him out, and Sobers said, no, I didn't take it. And mm. Oh, well, I understand that he will get to come or something like that. I, I can understand that part there, but if you don't play the ball, or maybe you're outside the half, somebody, somebody, somebody. suppose you don't decide to walk off because you're, you're not taking it, you're afraid of pace. <laughs> you can't go yeah. say you get LB. You can't go say you get caught. I mean, Bert, what kind Bert, of thing? Retired out. Retired out. Virgil. Retired out. out. Virgil. Yeah, okay, Virgil. yeah. If, if, if the player leaves, attempt to leave the field, field thinking that he's out, it's up to the opposing captain to say to the umpire, even if somebody had appealed, he can say to the umpire, I wish to withdraw the appeal. Exactly. And the umpire can then say, okay, the appeal has been withdrawn and the player can return. So I can understand if you appeal and the umpire give you up, but if nobody appeals and you just walk off, nobody knows the reason why you walk off. The ball far away from the bat, or the ball far away, it, as I said, it can be pace when it comes down too hard on you and you can't take it and you walk off. Okay? You don't want to take the pace no more. So you can't say out LB, you can't say out thought. 
all they can do are retire out. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because so, there's, uh, there's something just like that. Donna, are you with us? You have to make a comment. You want to make a comment? I didn't get you. No, I was asking Donna to come in and see if she has a comment for us. No, she's... All right. Well, go ahead, guys. Donna, not responding. Um, no, I don't have any comments at this point. Oh, okay, good. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, because... Uh, okay. Dennis, you have to see the um, supporting staff for the West Indies Tour of Zimbabwe? I, yes, I, I do. Uh, for um, team manager is Roy Lewis. The head coach, the interim head coach is Andre Coley. Assistant coach is Raymond Griffith. The bowling coach is Kenny Benjamin. The strength and conditioning coach is Ronald Rogers. The physio is Dr. Dennis Byam. The analyst is Avinish Sitaram, and the media officer is Dario Barkley. Dario Barkley. He's the guy who is um, the son of my friend. Ronson Barkley. Um, the guy Dario Barkley. Barkley is, um, is Dario Barkley's grandson. No, that's, um, Barkley. And no I know son. the Barkley, but I'm... I'm um, yes, Zoral. Uh, Zoral Barkley's son. Oh, the world back is on. Okay, that, that means a youngster then? Yes, he's a youngster. Okay. Okay. Any any comments on the on the supporting staff folks? I thought Andrews might have gotten the, the nod, but they give it to Kenny Benjamin as the bowling coach. Anyone has any comments? Any comments on the supporting staff? Mm-hmm. So the bowling coach uh, position was flipped to, to the flipper, flipper yeah. Benjamin. Yeah, flipper Benjamin. He just called is that the only The only interim is the head coach, and the others... Uh, I don't know. No. He didn't have yes. permanent. Yes. That's they the only coming. interim. Everybody else did not list interim. So the only interim is the head coach. Okay. 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 Isn't that interesting? Okay. Yeah. We don't know who. I can give you an update on that. Go ahead. Yeah. Talk to us. Mm-hmm. I believe Courtney Ambrose, Denzi from Atlantia, then uh, guy from Ghana, the national coach. And West Indies batting coach Monty. These are the four. I believe they're going to retain right Monty. Now, you said it. The you last, said yeah, oh, Monty. These are the all people in the final list of USA coaching men's. But, mm. but why don't they publish a short list? Don't you think that we ought to know? I have no clue, but uh, looks to me there are five people right now. In the running. And uh, one, two, three, four from the West Indies, and fifth person is from India. That's for the, that's for the U.S., you said, not for West Indies, for the U.S. <laughs> no, for the U.S. <laughs> USA coaching. So my point is when you say Ambrose, 
I believe he is eyeing a head coach job here in US compared to oh, what other world okay. like in West nice. Indies and one point he did took that opportunity as a bowling coach I believe he was in Australia for a bowling coach during the World Cup or something and then he had a good run with the CPL last year with Sri Lanka and the Paul so it looks like there's a lot of things uh, shuffling up in a coaching world and we will hear some names very soon okay thank you quickly folks any any other comments before we move on to the icc on the 19 on the 19 tour i mean tournament the question is a one one match so far any comments anybody wants to highlight they just lost today to rwanda western is lost oh. to rwanda Yes, yeah. Rwanda, R-U-W-A-N-D-A. It's a very small country, middle of Africa. West Indies was restricted to 70 runs only in their inning. And I believe Rwanda scored 71 for six because uh, their coaching and national training people are my group of people who came out in a pandemic and had attended a lot of webinars with me. and someone just updated that they took like 2 3 years to build this team from scratch mm-hmm. and now they can see the fruits coming out but it's unfortunate for the west indies they are a downhill in every aspect of the game whether you talk yeah, men yeah, women yeah. under 19 boys under 19 girls your administration coaching looks like they all wants to slide down nobody wants to get up Come on gentlemen anybody wants to, to take a bite out of this cherry Well we have to look at what is getting in here Western ordinary women Okay it's, it's very hard is only certain country in the West Indies um have a lot of women they probably Jamaica maybe Barbados maybe Trinidad I don't know about Who's Guyana most of the rest of the Caribbean most of the rest of the Caribbean To me, you blame everything. Look, um, even the school, like the school that I go to, I finished school in 1980 or something like that. There's no more cricket play at the school up until this day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's only certain school and, I mean, that's the woman, that's sometimes the woman, that's the woman itself. Yeah, Cup Car School, yeah. The woman itself, um... You hardly see, you go to town, maybe they have a little league inside St. John's Town. Um, but you don't hardly see any woman playing cricket. Even the youngster, you hardly see a youngster playing cricket. I mean, in my village, um, where they used to have, where they, where they, where they play the football and, and the cricket, you don't see the cricket players. Oh, the guys just get lazy. Everybody wants, I mean, the guys don't want to play, man. So it's kind of hard to build a really good team. Like, you know, before it used to be cricket and football, cricket and football. As Ali used to play. No. And these guys just get lazy, man. I mean, they don't want to play. So it's kind of it's, it's kind of hard for you to build back, especially like a good West Indies team, because the competition is not there like it used to be. The, well, if you go watch the game now, right now, more older guys playing. Same older guys still playing. But, um, Leon, don't, don't yes. you think it's better for the, the West Indies to just decline the invitation than to go and then be beaten up on by, by everybody? Let, let's say you, you don't have a team, you know, so why, why really go? But, but they have a team. Not team not to go, man. Right? No, I, I mean, I'm just trying to give representation. 
What about other no, islands still, in the Caribbean? Yeah, it's still good to go. No, no, it's still, you, still, you still need to go. You, you, you can get mm-hmm. a team and build a team, but it's not much competition going on. As I said, most of the, team, most of the players that come out maybe out of Jamaica, Trinidad, uh, Guyana, probably, or whatever it is, but you still will build a team. But for say, have a good competition, like these girls playing against each other, say, like, we were playing against Jamaica and, uh, with a woman team and all this kind of stuff. You don't, you don't really have that. So you only can pick out of whatever little parishes you have play against this one in your country because most of the other, one, most of the other countries do not have no really um, good team. You know, so... And, and, and mean, you know what happened, Virgil? And you know what happened, Virgil? That's a big step up because for, for a team that hasn't been playing competitive cricket, not even against the other, uh, the other islands, to go and, and play against the best, from from South Africa and the best from those other countries. It, it, it's, it's really we're not looking for much. I mean, we got a we got a surprise. We got a surprise we, in the yeah, first we, match, we, and then we have to respect, it's downhill from there. Them. Yeah, we have to respect them, and I mean, applaud what they do. I mean, and just wish them all the best because they only can do the best <clears> what they can do. And as I said, most of them just play for a little short little time, and then they push to that, which. I mean, we, I'm, 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 I'm comfortable with whatever going on with them for right now until he, if he can get better. But I just appreciate what they do because at least they still go and represent us. That's the most important thing. They still go to try to do their best. Those are the ones that we have. And they, as I said, waste a joke, waste, waste a play because they don't want to represent us. So the ones that go and represent us, even though we lose, we still have to, we still have to give them, give them, give, give, give them an applause for what they do. But what what I'm seeing is they won two matches. They won two they won, matches. Yes, two they, did. they were the first two matches. So what you say? Yes. They won. They won. Yes. They won two. Said, then they won two. Mm-hmm. They won two matches, but the last I had my record so one, but JT said they lost the one today. So that might be this one too. Yes, they they did lose today, Leon. They lost so it's two, two or two. Uh, two, two. One, two. So. <laughs> Even here in the U.S., with the U.S. team, we have applauded them for what they do also, too, because, I mean, he's not playing in the school. If he was playing in the school, we have a grassroots coming up. The only, most of the time you play when your, your dad or something takes you to watch the game and then you play along or whatever it is and you start to learn a little thing from there. You understand? So at least you have to give them credit for those places. Because, like, see, like Australia and them, Australia and them have, they're playing cricket 24 hours in school or whatever it is, so they, they, they can have any other team they want to, and real good players. All and Australia, they India, have outdoor and, and Yes, and they have all those stuff there. If we don't have some in the Caribbean, at least, maybe some of the kids out the problem, you take them inside the, the place to practice at night time and then take them back home after school and all that kind of stuff. It'll be real good. Maybe one of these days somebody will put up some money and do some things like that, but you have, to, you, have to, you have to give them credit for what they put themselves out there too because it's not a lot of playing time um, these youngsters right. but we appreciate what they go and do. But let me, me, me ask the question because Jetin, what's the name of the team that defeated them today? They are in Rwanda. Rwanda. R-U-W-A-N-D-A. Rwanda. It's in the neighborhood of Uganda. In this group, they're in the group C and I have New Zealand West Indies, in, um, Ireland, and Indonesia. 
There was a group that they yeah, were in. You remember the big thing they had no, in Rwanda no, with the Tutsis and the Tutsis fighting and killing each other? That's, that's well, the country. Maybe. Okay, Dennis, as you're saying, yeah. this, this is a group they, I have. They, yeah, they spe- they, there's no longer in the groups now, Leon. They're in the oh, yeah, super... Okay. They moved into the super... The super... What do you call it? Super six. Super, super six. Four. Although it is a very complicated... It's a very complicated uh, manner in which they are um, doing this. And it's hard. I mean, I tried very hard to, um, you know, to, to, to understand what exactly, uh, how it's done. But they've now got, all the teams are still playing in what is called the Super Six, where the points you earn if you play one of the teams in your group earlier you will carry those points forward. But if you did not play that team and you win, you know, you will get the points, basically. It, it's very complicated. So all the teams, even though they're okay, being yes. knocked out, mm-hmm. are all still yes, playing yes. together. Okay. You just... I, see it now. I can they explain. Have... I can explain this group. Leon, I can explain. Go ahead. What happened... Yeah, what happened, they had a four groups initially, almost 16 teams. Right. So from each team, they are taking three teams going forward. means they are eliminating the last uh, team in each group who is either winless or barely have two points like that. The teams going out. They already decided who can be 13, 14, 15, and 16. It's done. They played their last consolation game, and they are done. Let's say group A and B, I think A and C, they formed the one super six. What it means, group A, three teams going there, and team number four, five, six is coming from group C. That's a one group of super six. While going there, they are carrying their own points. If they have the beat that team which is coming along with them. So for example, Australia carrying the points against Sri Lanka and Bangladesh. Bangladesh is carrying points for Australia and Sri Lanka, but they do not count the points they gain over the USA. So you only carry the points from that group if that team is coming with you in Super 6, means you already have played one time, and whatever the result is, they carry the point. Now, when they go in a group, they are not playing against the same team who you already have played at the group stage. Whatever the result is, there is no second game. But Group A team will be playing against the Group C. means they're going to get the three more games. So overall, if you look at it, the playoff will be decided with the teams has faced at least five or six opponents and leading the charge. So out of these, both sides, the top two is going semifinal. But the carrying point is very clear. If the team is out, you don't consider the point. If the team is coming with you in Super 6, you only consider those points you gain or loss against that opponent. And then once you go in a Super 6, 
whichever the team is coming with you and you already played the game mm-hmm. during the regular uh, uh, round the first round you are not playing against you are playing against the team in that super six group who you did not have played means you're going to get the three extra games and you can gain as much as points and then eventually both super six groups will have the leaders in terms of the points and net run rate and that's mm-hmm. how they decided so it's a fair to yeah. me mm-hmm. you got three games in the first round you got three games in a super six that's like six games you got to reach the playoff mm-hmm. well what i see here though is under bimio because i see five teams in the first super six india south africa six. united six arab except the six i said they they have well, they, have, they may not have they may not have listed the team who has not played any game or something because they have uh, india sort of well see see by what what i leave i left out then india they only did then then it then it any what i'm saying this is what i'm saying listen to me listen to me please i'm saying they have india south africa the uh, united arab emirates and bangladesh Those are the mm-hmm. Bangladesh and Sri Lanka. So which one I miss? You've got India, Australia, South Africa, Bangladesh, and Sri Lanka and United Arab Emirates. So those are six teams. India, Australia, South mm-hmm. Africa, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, and United Arab Emirates. Those are the yeah, first. They, they, didn't, they didn't have... Yeah. No, New UAE. Zealand, UAE. They have not played any game. That's why. Oh, UAE. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. When they play the game, at least one, they'll be listed in that group. In that group. Okay. Yes. All right. So. What is group two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got, I got England, England, New Zealand, Rwanda, Pakistan, West Indies, and Ireland. Correct. Yeah, six. Yes. Okay, great. So that, that's the discrepancy I had there. All right. So, any questions? Any comments for anybody else on that? Uh, but I, I can Coach Jaden explain again which of these twelve teams? How are they going to decide on the semi-final if there is such a thing as the semi-final? It, it, okay. So now, as, as I said, the first year to understand the point system, you only carry the points. Uh, yes, I got that. For the teams you carry with you in the Super Six, let's say, right? And the mm-hmm. team is eliminated from that first round. You don't consider those points. It's not coming with you. It's like dumped. Now mm-hmm. you're moving the stage of the Super Six. you are not playing against the team who you already have played in a first round so for example bangladesh will not face australia and sri lanka again but there are three other teams coming from different group those are the teams they're going to play and after everyone play like that they will tell you who is at the top in terms of the yeah. points if the points start yeah. they'll go with the net run right and those right. are the teams from the both super six groups will be going for the playoff semi final and final which one about the top two teams in each group then yes out of six 
out of six, the top two out of six. So those four, the four top teams then in both will be in the semifinal. So if we look at our group, let's say Bangladesh was unbeaten, but the USA is out. So they don't get six points. They get just four points because they also won against Australia and Sri Lanka like that, right? And once they go there, Bangladesh is not playing against this, uh, their own uh, group teams. But whoever is coming, remaining three, which is coming from different right. groups, those are the right. they'll be playing, right? And then all these six teams are divided. So from four groups, they made the two groups of six each. There were four, four each, 16. Now it's a 12 teams remain. And out of 12, they're giving these three games to sort out who can be leader. And the top two will be going playoff. Mm -hmm. I would say it's a fair business because you got three in a first round and three games in a second round to reach playoff. It makes sense. means you have to beat six good teams to reach the playoff. All right. Any questions? Any comments? So, so what are you saying, Jensen, is that um, the West Indies, we're still in with a chance then? You want to say one place? They, they still have a chance. They still have the chance, right? Because what? we have, I think, two more games to go, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, this setback can hurt you, just like the last World Cup in uh, men's. Remember, New Zealand lost to that first game, and then eventually that point was hunting them. And uh, at the last time, they lost it because they could mm -hmm. not make up one or two points needed because of the one uh, uh, this disappointing result. So this will hunt West Indies for the playoff chance. End of the day, they will be sought point-wise. But I think West Indies will only have Pakistan to play, if I remember correctly, because West Indies already beat Ireland. Rwanda has beaten them now. The only other teams they haven't, I mean, England also beat the West Indies, and so did New Zealand. So I think the only game West Indies would have left is against Pakistan. Pakistan. If I read this correctly. Hmm? You are right. Sorry? West Indies, West Indies has yeah. two more games to go, I think. One more. They are done because even if they beat Pakistan, they cannot reach the point tally. No. So very likely from that group, England and New Zealand will go forward. England and New Zealand coming from that group because they already have six points and game oh. left, right? Yeah. And then the yeah. top one is India is going up because they got six points already. Six and points. Australia or right. South Africa or Bangladesh looks like Bangladesh is mm -hmm. going to make it. So that should be like yeah. uh, England, New yeah. Zealand, and Bangladesh and India. That's what I put down as a playoff. Uh, well, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Australia, possibly South Africa. Yeah, it, it could. That's a good, you know, good guess. Anyone else? Any questions? Anybody wants to raise it? So in a Super 6, in Super 6, you are actually looking at total five games. West Indies has yeah. played three so far. But as three. far as I can tell, so they've they been beaten by 
When they beat Ireland, they beat them in own group of C. Yes. So now in this Super 6, they are not playing against New Zealand and Ireland, let's say. Let's clear out this thing. They will never play New Zealand and Ireland because they are coming from their group. Now, West Indies just lost to Rwanda. That means they still have games to go against Pakistan and uh, England. I thought they already played England, but I might be wrong. West Indies played played New Zealand. They have not played England yet, unless they have played in Super 6. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. You're right. But if you if you count it right, the three teams going from the first round means you already played two games, right? And then you yeah. see the another three opponents. So total five games. Everyone in Super League will have five total games before they decide who is at the top with the points. Okay. All right. Got it. But it's still the same likely to be England and New Zealand and India and possibly South Africa, Australia. That's certainly going to be the game to watch, the Australia. It is. It is. looks like the clear route for India. Yes. <laughs> they got four, four good girls. I can say they can outlast anybody on given day, especially their captain and their wicketkeeper are completely awesome. The way they hit the fours and sixes with the power. I think if you give just five overs to this either girl, the game is over. The other people cannot even chase it. Jadine, before we go, you, you, you sent an article on your post about the IOC, the Olympics. Can you share that with us? The, the what is that again? Share the, the information you... You posted it. I can't. I just can't find it. Where they yeah, are the 16, 16. Are you talking that road safety in India? No, no, no. 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 World Cup, the, the um, Olympic cricket in the, the Olympics. Olympics. The proposal that is put oh, on yes, by ICC. Oh yes, the cricket Olympic. Uh, they are uh, making their uh, noise, but they are in the final eight sports actually. Means there are eight sports and only one sports can be in 2028 Los Angeles Olympics. And then uh, ICC has uh, put together a proposal of a six-team T20. Uh, it means mm-hmm. only six teams will be coming to play in Olympic. And uh, now we have to wait and watch to see the first thing. Are going to be T10 or October. T20? T10 or T10? T20. T20. They're also targeting not Los Angeles, the information I have so far. They might be playing in Dallas, Florida, or San Jose. Mm. And they are looking at only one venue and play all those games at the same place rather than traveling different places. That's... uh, I think proposal they have made, but uh, to be honest with you, looking at the other competitive game like a softball and baseball, we have a very good fight. So we better keep the finger crossed. And again, eight games are competing for a final spot to be introduced yeah. in the International <laughs> Olympic. And then the U.S. Olympic has an upper hand 
because International Olympic Committee oversee the operation, but the including a new game, it's always depends on the host country. So U.S. Mm-hmm. Olympic oh. Committee has the uh, final say which team, because the host country has been there for so many years in Olympics. Host country has to decide the popularity of the game, uh, the facilities, amenities, and infrastructures they carry, and also to see as a host, are they prepared to take this entire schedule within their uh, time frame? So there are a lot of consideration there, and uh, we have to wait and watch to how it can unfold, but it looks like 2028 Olympics whether the cricket will be involved or not, we still have this season before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, that means that the uh, cricket, U- that USA cricket needs to do some bringing the heavy hitters to, uh, you know, laying upon uh, the USA Olympic Committee to make sure that cricket is the one game that they decide upon. So, Bring the I money. Bring well, the money. Yes. <laughs> well, don't yes, target don't to... target Olympic for money. Bring the money. <laughs> yes. Well, USA cricket needs to do some heavy lifting there themselves, and you know decide how they're going to come up with the funds if we want mm-hmm. cricket there. What about all this minor league, major league coming? You know, let's talk cricket. Well, the minor, league and minor league has nothing to do with this Olympic. No, Olympic I, is no, a no. different. Uh, yeah. No, what I'm saying is, if you look at the vision and mission and how these Olympics are run, since like almost uh, 40 plus 20, it's about 70 years now. If you look at it, their uh, concept behind the Olympic is all about participation and engagement worldwide, globally. It means they want to bring even a small countries to compete and have opportunity. That is the how, if you look at the Olympic, you can see about 60, 70, sometimes 90 countries participate. Sometimes small countries, they send one athlete for just one event, but it's offering a opportunity for everyone. And that is the how uh, they're running. So cricket is trying to get into with the six teams. It will be a little bit difficult to sell it. But how they sell it's important. There is always issue, especially as I'm saying, even in past, West Indies will be the biggest hurdle because West Indies is not a one country. And uh, when Olympic comes, you have the soccer team going from Trinidad or uh, Jamaica as the individual country. Even you have Athlete Usain Bolt represents Jamaica, not the West Indies. Same thing, there's a lot of other small teams. They are going as a nation, not as a CARICOM United, this West Indies formula. You know, So this is like a lot of things are there, but it's a how ICC negotiate with the Olympic and how ICC uh, Olympic Committee get convinced to include the cricket it's again, it's not in our hands, but I can see the hurdles and challenges ahead. And uh, we will see what is the outcome. The first thing first is definitely to see, are they allowed to include the cricket? And it should be done in 23 towards the end means 
the ICC has a five years to develop the plan for the Olympic competition. Mm-hmm. Any comments from you, Iva? Anything you know about the venue for this? Mm, no, no, no. I'm just hopeful that cricket will get in on the Olympics. I'm just hopeful for that. Yeah. Okay. Simon, any questions from you? No, no, nothing at the moment. No, nothing new. Okay. How about you, Virgil? Anything that you have on your mind that you want to share with us? Oh. I I was trying to see. Oh, oh, oh Leah, oh, Leah, I am Leah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, so I, I was hopeful that I, I was hopeful that the T turn the T ten would have made it in the Olympics, and so um, it I think it would have been adopted much quicker by the by the ICC as a fourth official format. But um, the fact that they didn't make the uh, T uh, ten, but the T twenty is there. Hey, it's good for cricket. Good, good for cricket. I think they want <coughs> this sport uh, some exposure. Because in as much as we, a lot of games are being played here, the American people want to still see more. They want to see an exciting I think, moment in a... This is why I think the uh, cricket, that USA cricket, should try their very best to get, you know, some real influential people in the sport to help lobby for the game, the sports, for cricket. And when I spoke of uh, minor league, major league, I'm thinking more of the sponsorship. If those guys can uh, throw in some uh, sponsorship agreement, that would certainly go a long way. So there's much work to be done when it comes to um, lobbying for, for, for cricket. And that's up to USA Cricket to, you know, get the gloves off and start working hard to push this because of the minor league. Let me, let me ask you something. Who um the Olympic? Who won the who who won the Olympic? The United States Olympic Committee. No, well, no, 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 no. It's always no, not International Olympic Committee. The final decision is always International Olympic Committee IOC, which is based in Zurich. That's right. So and the adding the new sport. It's always the priority of the hosting, which is the U.S. Olympic Committee oh, to decide. Okay, okay, okay. So the I first think. step is definitely IOC will not say nothing about it, about these eight sports. U.S. Olympic Committee has to decide which sports they want to include in Los Angeles by taking over a few different uh, decisions, like are they ready? Is the game has a popularity? Is the game has a money? Does the game has infrastructure here? Does the game has a facilities to run the Olympic events like a games, right? Mm-hmm. Once that is done, then the IOC immediately follows and says, okay, if you are, if you are a host, if you want to add these sports, we approve like that. So okay. ICC has to go through the biggest challenge is the U.S. Olympic Committee first. Okay. okay. The, re- the reason why I ask that question, the reason why I ask that question, because I hear everybody saying, about what the U.S. wants, what the U.S. wants, what the, what the U.S. would not do. I was gonna, the next question for me was, what happened if the game was playing in Australia? The United States don't have nothing to do with it, so you have to be somebody else running it. And if Australia yeah, wants, I, I mean, wanted it to be a completely different yeah, thing. But, so now I understand, like, you have nothing to do with the U.S., it's just 
as Mr. Patel said, because the U.S. is hosting it, that's part of the reason. But if you were to happen in Australia, probably we'd have the cricket in the World Cup. Or if it happened in Britain, probably we'd have cricket in the World Cup now, or something like that, or even New Zealand or something like that, or India, or wherever. Yeah. You know, but I can mm. understand that part now. Yeah. The bad part mean? is, the bad part on this particular situation, none of the leading countries in cricket, except England, has hosted the Olympic. How about that? <laughs> London <laughs> had it in 2012, right? None of the other yes. countries like India never hosted Olympic. I know that. Australia, I haven't seen in my lifetime. So the, those chances are very slim. These are the country has oh, a plenty yeah. of stadium. Like India, I was uh, chatting with this one journalist today on a radio show. I wake up at 4.30 this morning to cover this Olympic, same thing. And I come to notice India has 56 stadiums to play the ICC, ODI, or T20. Mm. Oh. 56 stadiums. Yes. And the travel time from travel time from north to south or east to west, it's a barely about two hour or less flight. Mm. Is, is here? No, sir. That's yeah, eight hours. Eight hours from huh? Portland, Maine to Hawaii. Okay. Portland, okay. Maine, on the East Coast to Hawaii, it's an eight-hour flight. <laughs> yeah, but that. But the that coastal, yes, coastal. If you look at Boston to Los Angeles, it's about six hours. Mm-hmm. And this, well, if if they decide that the, the, the sport of cricket would be played, then they would put that in one particular spot, so it wouldn't require yeah. a lot of traveling and travel because you know everybody would be located in the same area for the but same. But the biggest challenge, coming. I can tell you what is the biggest challenge. Yes. Even the U.S. Olympic go for the Los Angeles as a decision making, the U.S. Olympic Committee has to rely heavily on city of Los Angeles, who is hosting these Olympic events. Mm-hmm. means what are the facilities they provide? And uh, I will not be surprised if Alex says we want every event in LA, give us all money it takes. We don't split with any other city. Cricket might think we can take it Dallas, Fort Lauderdale, or Seattle, or New York, but LA is hosting the Olympic, not other city. Why they should give a pie for nothing? Do you say that the, well, cricket, the, 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 the cricket might be played in Dallas? That's ICC thing. Yeah. But the way I, the, the Olympic works is if city of Los Angeles got this beat to host the Olympic, they will do everything possible to keep, keep sure each and every game, game into the L.A. area. Mm-hmm. Mm. Why they work hard and got the Olympic and give it away some games to, let's say, Atlanta, <laughs> Houston, or New York for what? <laughs> <laughs> So the hurdles are there, I'm telling you. Hurdles are there. Mm-hmm. Because Los Angeles will get all money from the International Olympic Committee gives money to U.S. Olympic, and U.S. Olympic Committee will give all money to Los Angeles because they are hosting. Now think about it, how and why the Los Angeles group like to give money to somebody else. These Olympics are not easy to get. They had no. it won in the uh, mid-80s, and it took about 
35 plus years to get back so it's not easy to get this kind of event and uh, i haven't seen that uh, any cities like to split this funding and say okay game somewhere else we are happy they like to bring everything under the thing called olympic village they build the olympic village which is uh, uh, the whole uh, campus of all sports facilities and residential accommodation, local transportation. Look what they did in Atlanta when they hosted the Olympic. The entire complex was built together. Later in, I think, 2010-11, when they did it in Vancouver, they put together a nice Olympic village. The village stays with you. Olympic gives the money, but the village stays with the city. Olympic, they have the Atlanta developed their highway system from two, three lanes to almost six lanes in every direction. So everyone can go easily to Olympic. Olympic was one time deal in, I think, 96, 97, something. But go to the Atlanta and look at the infrastructure they left for us, including the transportation, highway system. The Olympic village still does exist We're nearby the CNN. So this is like lot of things city is getting because of the Olympic, and I doubt it they'll split. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jason, before we go, I, I wanted for us to cover the um, the big the, the WIPL, the women's IPL, just briefly, if you have any idea, and just want to talk about the the start of the the, the Pakistan Super League, which is in February. So, give us briefly what you know about the the WIPL. WIPL is a, will be the great success. Let it take this way. They got 941 crores for the five years as a just media rights, just a media rights. And they, I believe, uh, we are a couple of days uh, away from see who will be the owners of the team in India, because after that they'll be giving for the players. Uh, I. Here's some different uh, thing on the team combination. Uh, one makes more sense that the IPL will take care of the six teams, which will have a couple of players from foreign and all locals, just like they do the men's IPL. But then three, four teams, they are allowing, like they can bring the whole country, like the Australia, New Zealand, and England. That is the word I have, and it makes more sense if they allow the entire team to come and play under the IPL from one nation. That's the one thing I hear. Uh, Number Mm. two, it will succeed because they have almost 4,000-plus young ladies playing at regional and state level. means they got tons of talent there. Mm. And this will be the huge exposure, and the 10-team roster will be jam-packed. From the information Mm. I have, IPL is about to play highest amount of money to the players, just like the men's IPL. One uh, source said that they'll be playing almost five times more money through the auction than the BBL. BBL is right now number one woman league in the world. So it's uh, all going well and uh, very exciting to see what is unfolds and what the more details we I'll be looking at the team valuation. What are these teams are being sold to the people? And uh, that will be the biggest plus because uh, the team value will be really high. 
and uh, most likely I'm planning to visit India during this time because I'm scheduled to go to represent Cricket Hall of Fame for the induction ceremony in India, first time, if you read the mm. news. Uh, the Cricket Hall of Fame has endorsed Road Safety World Series, the project which runs oh, a mini World Cup, mini World Cup for the all retired legendary cricketers. Means anyone who has played international level and retired from the normal cricket, they are the only one allowed to play. And this year they have 18, Australia, New Zealand, India, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, South Africa, England, and West Indies. And they compete against each other. It's their own World Cup. And uh, just before the final, we will have the special induction ceremony there. We are expecting maybe about 20 to 30 legends, depends on interest, will be inducted as a group. This will be happening first time in 42 years of Cricket Hall of Fame. All right. And, uh, at the point, I'm leading the project with Mr. Michael Chambers at Cricket Hall of Fame. And uh, unfortunately, we're both running in different direction. Mr. Chambers will be in Jamaica on 12th March to do Women Tournament and uh, he will be joined with that uh, U.S. Ambassador Rick Perry there. And on same day, I have to head to India to take care of this induction ceremony and oath and uh, accepting legends into the Hall of Fame. And then, under the endorsement and proposal, Cricket Hall of Fame has extended opportunity to host future World Series, which will be next year. We will see how that can be possible, that's a huge, because they are doing for the good cause, because over the worldwide, it does not matter which country, city, or town you go, there are roads, there are accidents, there are fatalities and injuries, and uh, sometimes a mistake by moment can hurt big way, and there are a lot of families are suffering. So it's all about safety, they invented this series. They are running third year in a row now, this year. And yes. the idea is how we can promote the road safety through these legend games. Okay, thank you so much, Jaden. And just want to say on behalf of all the panelists, I want to thank all the folks who have joined us, those who are listening. And, of course, we just invite you to be with the Caribbean Global Voices each Saturday morning, I have a host, a host, I have a Henry, the host, and we want to thank everyone who participated this afternoon, and we just want to say good night to all the wonderful folks out there in Radioland, be sure to tune in on Saturday morning from 9 until 12, Caribbean Global Voices, I have a Henry and crew, and we'll be able to pick up some very good entertainment. Folks, good night to all, and may God bless you. Each one of you. Good night.